The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. It's electrified. Boogie, boogie, boogie. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie into the forest. Boogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie through the mud. Or boogie, woogie, woogie to work, where you boogie, woogie, woogie down the hall to your boss's office to tell him you quit. Then you boogie, woogie, woogie to the elevator as he boogie, woogie, woogies after you, begging, please, take me with you. The electrified Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. Learn more at Jeep.com. Jeep is the registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Thanks for joining into the SCN Show on the Schmodown Entertainment Network, produced in partnership with Skybound Entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen... Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a brother, brand new episode of SEN Live here on a Monday morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when you're listening or watching us. We appreciate it madly. Have you recovered from the Oscars? Well, we haven't. And judging from the chat, neither of you. So we're going to have a lot of fun discussing it today uh, for sure. A lot, of all, a lot of other entertainment news to get into as well. Captain America 4. Got a West Side Story teaser trailer that Spielberg dropped on us yesterday as well. Just finished recording my, my reaction to that. We're going to get into so many things today. And please get ready to send in your Streamlabs, Super Chats, and Schmobots because we got ourselves a hell of a panel for a Monday, ladies and gentlemen. A hell of a panel. Oh, got to go. I can't wait for you all to have a little fun today with us. First and foremost, the lovely, talented, and brilliant as hell, Steph Sabra. How are you, Steph? What's up? I think that we should all join the Academy and have everyone in there um, replaced. <laughs> wow, right off the bat, right off the right bat. Off the bat. Not everyone, but I think that some replacements are in order, and I nominate us on screen right now. <laughs> I'm down for that, absolutely. Someone else who'd probably love to be voting in the Academy, Winston A. Marshall, how are you, bro? Look, man, system broken. Ain't no reason to vote no more. Anarchy! <laughs> I like that you. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Why was that so quick? That Couldn't have timed so that better, baby. In the fire, Holy Alex. Shit. Literally, <laughs> Marsonia, how are you, man? I'm good. This is a live picture of downtown LA as I drove past it last night on my way home. Uh, pretty crazy stuff that happened. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Malcolm Schweitzer, how are you, Malcolm? How did you feel about the Oscars? Did you set everything on fire too? I uh, I skipped the Oscars last yeah. night, so I'm there I'm doing go. pretty good. I'm having a good day. I think Malcolm's living life right. Malcolm's like, I'm not getting involved in any of this stuff. I'm not watching any of the series. I'm not getting. I'm just I'm just hitting buttons here, man. I'm just hitting buttons and making sure everything's cool, bro. I'm Straight staying out. out of it. Too true. Respect, <laughs> you. respect you, Malcolm. I respect it. But we're gonna get into all of that and talk about it. And if you got some strong words, one way or the other, however you feel about what went down last night, please send in your Streamlabs super chats and schmobots. Let's have a little fun. Maybe Steph Sabra and I can set a goal to sing a song from Tarzan yes! at uh, five. Or seven hundred fifty bucks. We'll set it. We'll set it. Let's see what we what we get to. And maybe Winston's got a little goal he wants to throw out there as well. He's willing to do. Uh, line up the shots. Line up the shots. All right, uh, Alex. Uh, shall we jump into it? Shall we do it? Let's do it. I got my uh, Bong Joon Ho uh, shirt on for today in honor of uh, all the creams so this last, year. That's last year, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> hey, I couldn't get one. I couldn't. Hey, this is the picture I'm getting for next year. This is the shirt. I'll yes, be wait, I want I one too. I'm. She was amazing. Sim donated twenty dollars. 
Maybe Thank the you. producers shouldn't bet that Chadwick Boseman will win the Oscar when they haven't even bribed the accountants to show them the results. Gotta move it to live streaming next year because that ending was catastrophic and shameful for the Academy. Mm. Okay, shall I uh, give us yeah. some... Uh, let's talk about it real quick. Okay, yeah. so uh, the 93rd Academy Awards ceremony took place last night at Union Station in downtown Los Angeles to mixed reception in terms of the results and the ceremony itself, but here are some notable things that happened. Daniel Kaluuya and Yeo Jung Yoon nabbed the Best Supporting Actor prizes and our hearts with their memorable speeches, the latter becoming the first Korean ac Korean actor to win, Chloe Zhao becoming the first woman of color to win Best Director, Mia Neal and Jamika Wilson were the first black women to win makeup and hairstyling. Netflix won a total of seven Oscars and were the lead in that. Frances McDormand won her third Best Actress award and is now only one behind Katherine Hepburn. And uh, biggest of all, producers Stacey Scher, Steven Soderbergh, and Jesse Collins gambled and didn't end the ceremony with Best Picture choosing Best actor instead to close out in hopes of honoring the last, the late Chadwick Boseman last, which kind of backfired and led to a very odd ending to a very unique Oscars. Roka, I think they did the best they could, but what did you think of the ceremony overall? Uh, it's because you want to get voted into the Academy, and I respect your political point of view, Alex Marzonia. Me, on the other <laughs> hand, I'm an old man, and I set everything on fire. So I'll tell you this right off the bat. I, I was of two minds of it, of course. Half of me was like, I don't know why we're even having these awards. I tweeted this out. It doesn't make sense to me. A lot of the films that were supposed to come out last year didn't. So just to have an award ceremony to honor these people for some of the films that came out, I was just kind of, and with COVID and everything, it just didn't feel like the right time. But the other part of me was like, damn it, this is going to be the most diverse Oscars ever. So many people of color, women of color, men of color nominated for so many different awards. I was excited by that. I was happy by that. Those awards still mean something to those of us who are still trying to break through and seek representation in a more powerful way in a film industry that didn't hasn't always respected that. So the way it started out. I thought it was great. Regina King, how do you not uh, start out? Even someone said it as she walked up. Yes, Queen, I heard it. And I was like, yes, absolutely. This is correct. She delivered a great monologue, got over her stumble, a literal stumble on the stage was brilliant. And, and some of the show really worked for me, but they messed up so many critical things. The in memoriam thing was such a mess up. Uh, the, I know the Glenn Close thing was cute and all, but... Uh, and then at the end... That was the really big thing, and I think a lot of people have said about it. I want to clarify this. Whether Hopkins should have won or not, you will, we might debate that on the show. It was the way the producers kind of staged things to make it seem as if they knew Chadwick Boseman was going to win and to have it fall so flat in on their face. I just don't understand why you take a chance like that. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me at all. And it almost seemed, in my opinion, like the Academy was setting this up so they could kiss their own ass that they were respecting a black actor after he's passed away. And let me throw something out there. Two white actors have been honored posthumously. Heath Ledger and Peter Finch. Both won when they were nominated after they had passed. A black man like Chadwick Boseman was not. And I find that to be a surprising situation. And some of you may be like, oh, he deserved it. Sometimes it's a popularity contest, ladies and gentlemen. And that, I felt last night, was where they really dropped the ball. The Academy voters... Instead of understanding the moment, understanding what's happening, went with Anthony Hopkins. It's not like going with Chadwick Boseman was not going to be a great choice. He delivered an incredible performance. So you could have gone the other route, and the voters didn't. So I was really, really surprised by that. And the producers deserve the blame for choreographing it this way. Steph, what was your reaction to overall everything that happened to you? 
and that ending last night at the Oscars. Yeah, I mean, you really nailed a lot of it. I think it was just, not only was Chadwick Boseman's performance, I don't know how you watch it and you don't think there was, uh, we talked about it last night on The World Girls, two specific monologues he had, which were some of the greatest delivered monologues, I think, ever. And the movie was so incredible in general. And you, so you not only have an incredible Oscar-worthy performance in itself, but you have the moment to be met that you just completely missed. And it was, I, I just don't know how you go into that voting booth in that happens or that happened like that it is um a little bit obscure that as the the black actor posthumously nominated doesn't get it but i do want to comment on some of the really positives Mm. of the night because it's it actually is such a disadvantage to all of the work that the poc that got nominated and won and had amazing acceptance speeches did in the beginning of the night that at the end it's like how do you not focus on what they did at the end but I will say you commented on most of them, but there was four that really moved me. Mia Neal and Jamika Wilson, um, in her speech, she says, because I can picture black black trans women standing up here and Asian sisters and our Latina sisters and our indigenous women. And I know that one day won't be unusual or groundbreaking. It will just be normal. I think this was so special because it's true. And I also think black women are constantly leading the most important and inclusive conversation in feminism and race in general. And for her to take the time to mention other people when they're just getting their mention is Mm -hmm. so fucking amazing to watch. So kudos to them. And then Chloe Zhao receiving the award from um, Bong Joon-ho was just Asian on Asian love that I love to see. And then yep. Daniel Kaluuya's speech really moved me too. I think he's such an excellent speaker. He's such a wordsmith. And the time he's taken with the Hampton family, I saw he was with uh, Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. that night is so special to watch. And just bringing, shining a light on a party that was so disenfranchised, so made to believe that they are a terrorist organization when they were doing god's work literally on the ground and when he said they they taught us the power of union when they play divide and conquer we say unite and ascend and i was like fuck yeah daniel so those moments to me were so special yeah i just had to bring absolutely no definitely and that's good you got to take everything everything with it when you look at it winston we go back we go to you brother what did you feel about the overall uh, ceremony and some of these highlights and lowlights of the ceremony itself all right, let's start with some positives. <laughs> okay. Let's start with some positives. Yeah. Uh, I don't care what you say, Roca. Yeah. Ain't nobody coming for Glenn Close. All right. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was that, she started. It, she started twerking her little old ass. I, I don't give a shit. When she started twerking a little old ass. I like know. This, I know. <laughs> let's go. Yes. Right. Yes, Glenn Close. Right. Bring your ass over. She can get it at any <laughs> time, anywhere. Doesn't matter. That was amazing. So I'm, I'm all good with that. Right. Yeah, I liked First, it. Up. Start, Especially when she started swearing, because obviously ABC had to worry about that, like their their FCC shit. That was amazing. So there's that. Um, I thought that uh, I, I don't want to mispronounce her name. The the woman that won uh, best supporting actress. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, that who is behind? Ya Jung Yun. Ya Jung Young. Okay, her speech was also phenomenal. Her whole yeah. like I like I get to meet Brad Pitt, but where where did he go? Why is Brad Pitt not here? <laughs> I literally, all I came here for was if I won, I got to meet Brad Pitt. Like, that's, <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, em- Emerald being the first woman yes. to win uh, a screenwriting uh, Oscar in 13 years since Juno. 
Um, obviously, having our second woman ever to win Best Director, let alone uh, a, uh, another. She no, she's Chinese, right? If I'm, if I'm yes, Chinese, okay. Uh, but also the f uh, first Chinese director to win as well. Is, am I right on that? First woman of color in general. Yeah, woman first woman of, of color, color, second woman, first Chinese director, like all of that. Phenomenal. Yeah. All these amazing, amazing things that happened throughout the show. So then we get to some of the stuff that sucks. Um, you left both uh, Naya Rivera and uh, Jessica Walter off of the In Memoriam. Yeah. That, that's wow. Didn't you found time, it. like, DMX died the most recent, and I love DMX, but you put DMX up there, but you missed two people that have yeah. really had a major impact on film and television in the last, like, couple of decades. Mm -hmm. um, that's crazy. Um, people are asking if we saw The Father. I saw The Father. It was fine. I thought it was, like, I, I can objectively say it's a good movie. It wasn't for me. Uh, I can also objectively say that Anthony Hopkins was pretty effing great, but in my opinion, Chadwick walked away with this, with Steven Yeun actually being the second best actor, in my opinion, that should have potentially walked away with this. Yeah. But the whole point of it, let's be honest, it is completely, it is completely subjective. There is no objectivity to this. No. But I will tell you what this looked like. This looked like the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks playing the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. Seattle is whooping that ass all game. It's a tight game, but they're whooping that ass all game. You're on the one-yard line, and instead of giving the ball to the running back that has literally run the league all year and letting him punch it in and win the Super Bowl, you want to go for this, let's make Russell Wilson look good, let him throw the ball, you get intercepted, and you just lost the damn Super Bowl. Yeah. By moving something that has been a staple by having the best picture be the very last thing, the big prize for the Oscars, moving it two awards up because you're so sure that Chadwick is going to win this award. You're, you're banking on the Academy voters. You're yeah. banking on the voters to give you this result. And, and so to that point, you are literally setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. So whether or not Chadwick deserved it one way or the other however you feel about that objectively let's not pretend like this didn't suck the air out of the room not only because chadwick didn't get it and that's what you were building up for not only because anthony hopkins wasn't there to receive it but then nobody gave a speech on anthony hopkins behalf so it was like and the winner is anthony hopkins the award the academy accepts this award okay thank you good night what are you are you shitting me so like that is where I'm saying the Oscars were a disaster. And whether you want to put that on the Academy or the people that produced the show, I don't care. You literally sucked the air out of the room of what was a, a magical night for a number of different reasons. But if yeah. you had just left it as it was, because if this had happened as it normally does, it's best actress, best actor, then best picture, uh, director, and then picture. If you had done right. it that way as it normally goes, then you yeah. would have had a situation where, okay, Anthony got it and nobody accepted it. Damn, that sucks, but okay. And then you could still have Best Picture happen and have a whole end of your ceremony. That's the problem. You move the ceremony right. for something you thought was going to happen, and it blew up in your fucking face, just like the Seattle Seahawks did to the Patriots. <laughs> and 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 yeah. to be fair, and uh, and to be fair, uh, that you would have ended with people of color on stage, with people of color on stage accepting for Best Picture. You would have at least salvaged some semblance of this in a way 
even if you had stumbled at the best actor situation. But yeah, it's surprising to me that they gambled on the Academy voters to do the right thing because that's been the problem over the last 10 years, well, really decades, uh, but certainly over the last 10 years, that Oscar So White campaign was about reinforcing and cha uh, changing and highlighting the issues going on with some of these uh, people of color who have not been nominated for awards or their movies not considered for best picture or what have you. So this was a movement. You know, the Academy president said, we're bringing in younger people. We're bringing in more people of color. We're bringing in more women because we want representation to be more powerfully felt by the Academy and by the people out there who watched the Oscars. And I think if they hadn't banked on the, and I, it's phenomenal to me that they thought they could bank on the Academy voters who have rarely come through with voting for yes. the person that is not white to win the big awards. It is just a surprising situation to see them bank on that. Uh, and the way it went down, you're just like, man, what just, I don't, it's such a colossal gamble to make that really just could have, been smarter to just play it safe, let it play out the way it did. You were being so unusual with the Oscar ceremony already. Why take this kind of chance? I do not understand uh, to me. So I don't know. And, and look, Soderbergh's an incredible filmmaker. Stacey yeah. Schur is an incredible producer. Uh, 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 oh, shit. I forget the other gentleman's name. Jesse the Collins. Sorry, Jesse Collins. Certainly being heralded as an incredible producer for award shows from BET on all these other things that he's done. So you got to give credit where credit is due in terms of the accomplishments of these producers. But this one, they kind of kind of take it on the chin because it was such a phenomenal mistake. Um, and and, and real, Al, yeah, good, good. What's I, I was just going to say real quick. It's really funny that people are out here saying it's virtual signaling at its finest. No, it's not. Literally listen to what we said. Like for, as, as far as far as far on, as this guys. is. Again, if you are not sure, because the one thing people don't realize is that, again, the producers don't know. Remember that whole fiasco with La La Land? That reason why that happened is because it is they're sealed away by this accounting firm that does all that counting. Yeah. So to they don't know who wins. So to set this up as if you know as a sure thing that Chadwick's going to win, that is the problem. You made your show a disaster banking off mm -hmm. of something that you were not sure of. That is that is where I like. Am I upset that Chadwick didn't get it as a person? Yes, but that's my own personal feelings. Yeah. But objectively, how can you not look at how the end of this show really just fucked this shit up because they took a gamble? Yeah. That's that is what this is. That's why most people are genuinely angry. Let's yeah. be real here. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you have one of the most apathetic to awards people, Joaquin Phoenix, apathetically just like up there and just kind of you know. Lazing through the through yeah. the uh, through yeah. uh, the nominees and everything, and then yeah. it's like, and the winner is this. I I guarantee the producers in the booth panic button, panic button, end it yeah. now, end it now. Right. Um, go because go that's go go. They, yep. Yeah, I don't. I I would hope they would have you know had a contingency plan, but uh, you know it played out the way it played out. It wasn't pretty, but I mean, again, they. I think the producers did a, a good job with everything else they could have done. Again, this is a weird year and of course we get a super weird oscars yeah so i and, like it i get and, and, let's, and, and let's be real here and you make great points alex and winston and steph of course uh, let's be real here with one of the best savings rates in america banking with capital one is the easiest decision in the history of decisions even easier than choosing slash to be in your band next up for lead guitar you're in 
cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. The Oscars are not an idealistic place, ladies and gentlemen. So for people virtue signaling, well, then what oh, you're telling is every single time a white person has won, they've legitimately won. They've legitimately, there's been no influence, no possible, and that's the thing at the end of the day. This could have been a way to kind of balance the scales a little bit in a way, kind of put things right with a performance that deserved reckoning, deserved the award. This wasn't like, you know, like, oh, we're just going to throw whatever performance in and give it just so we can feel better about ourselves. This is an award that could have legitimately gone to a gentleman who gave his life, uh, or I'm sorry, sadly lost his life as he was performing and doing the things mm -hmm. that he loves. Yes. And it would have been a great way to reward him for that. This isn't about virtue. Sing. Don't, don't get idealistic on me because yeah. you know the Oscars are not an idealistic place. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. It is a popularity contest. We've seen the brute uh, who is in prison, Harvey Weinstein, essentially bully voters. Marvel's and Eternals trailer donated $20. I can't wait for the trailer that's coming. Coming soon. From the studio and producer that's been redefining cinema for over a decade with the MCU and over $24 billion at the box office. Academy Award winning director Chloe Joe present Marvel's Eternals. Yeah. Yes. yeah. For I sure. Um, Steph, we go back to okay. you. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Roka, got some comments. Also, Kaluuya, please talk about that. But yes, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, but just like final notes on that. You look at the entire category and who was also nominated. Riz Ahmed, a Muslim, first Muslim to be nominated in the category. Yes. You have Steven Yun, um, an Asian American who brought one of the most beautiful Asian American stories to life on screen. Yeah. And Chadwick Boseman. And then Anthony Hopkins wins. And the it's white like, guy wins. You can't make this shit up. But, uh, but again, I don't really a... look at that. <laughs> Optics of it. Yeah. But again, guys, I, I the one the only thing I want to counter with. I think everybody that was nominated, they they equally could have won. That's yeah. not like let's let's be real about that. I have no problem with the white guy winning. That's also not the issue. The issue was you set this up for yeah. Chadwick for Chadwick. Yeah. That is the problem. Let's be a hundred percent clear about this. No one gives a shit if the white dude won because again, look at all the people of color that actually did win across the board. Yes. Daniel yes. and Yoon and all that stuff. It's specifically what? that they set this shit up and it backfired so hard. Right. But Winston, the two top prizes in acting, the best actress and best actor, with nominees that were of color uh, in, in numbers that had not been seen before ever, and they still gave it to the white person. So winning best supporting actor, best supporting actress doesn't carry the same power that winning best actress or best actor does. I get your point. And again, I, 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 got, no, I got no legitimate issue that Hopkins won. I don't, because right. it was a hell of a performance. And he's a I'm hell just of an saying, actor. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying optics-wise, there was an opportunity here for the Academy to do something, and they can't all of a sudden start acting like they have some, you know, it's some venerable uh, organization that has never been influenced by producers with money one way or the other. That's the thing I'm getting at is like, don't, you can't play both sides of this. You got to be honest about what you are, which is a popularity contest. Uh, and yes, there, you can reward people for that. But by the same token, you have to understand your responsibility to the world in this moment and giving the lower categories awards instead of the top categories, the awards, 
I know. I, and, and, you know, I get it. No Man Land one. I get Chloe Zhao one. I'm just saying, you know, acting. I one. guess that's that's the part that it makes it hard for me to really get behind that, because I, while the two top acting prizes obviously are best actor and best actress, hair and makeup, which had never been won by a black woman yes. at all, was one. Good. You, the, Good you, we just talked about how the second woman ever, first Chinese director, first woman of color, won for best director. Right. You had again the first woman to win screenplay in 13 years. You literally saw <laughs> a the Oscars being taking those diverse steps, putting in those rules that made it that you would even qualify. Those all were accurately portrayed. And again, I don't give a shit about Nessus, like I care because I personally thought Chadwick was better than Andrew. Right, that right, is right. my personal opinion. But again, overall, you're right. It is a popularity contest. What, what we have to be careful about, honestly, if across the board, this is what the Oscars were this year, I would be right behind you. I would oh, be like, sure. yes, of course, of course. you're right about that. Right, but right. to keep saying it's a popularity contest. Your average you, Latino donated $21. Uh -oh. With the exception of uh -oh. the last 30 minutes, I thought the Oscars programming was a success. To opt to focus okay. on the craft allows the winners to speak and reduce the fluff and flashy bits was in tune with the times. As a cinephile, I appreciated this. James Slavario donated $20. Coming Thank straight you, from the Outlaws MCU stereo show. So I only saw maybe three movies that were nominated but I always catch the live update online. Saw the Chadwick thing happen and new socials would be in a frenzy. I will say congrats to Trent Reznor. That was dope too, the Trent yeah. Reznor one. That was For dope. Soul. I, I, Absolutely. I, all all, all yeah. I'm saying is, all you I'm saying is, point. if you... If you keep calling it a popularity contest like that and downplaying it for the white people that won for best actor, you have just cut Chloe. Like the same way that the end of the show cut Chloe's win and em uh, Emerald's win and everybody else's win because the show ended up going up in flames at the end. You can do the same thing if you keep saying this is just a popularity contest. I can't believe the white people won when literally the rest of the awards went to people of color. Yeah. Like but, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling I, that's, you, that's that's the way I view it, and I don't I don't think it undercuts it. I think it's always been that. I think it's always been that. That's the thing. I always think it's been that. So, but anyway, uh, Steph, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think multiple things can be true at the same time, and we're learning that in yep. in life. I think one of the greatest lessons I've learned this year is that multiple truths can be true at the same time. So while I do think that there was huge growth and, you know, seeing Asian women and black women receive awards makes me so fucking happy and excited to be in this space and in this time of creation. Uh, but obviously there's going to be holes in a system that has all systematically not worked perfectly mm -hmm. and i think like there is a lot of there was a lot of performative um notions throughout the night and with any of these academy awards so i didn't think that it was going to necessarily go perfect but i do think that there was a lot of good it just it's kind of just really embarrassing for them how it ended and uh, i feel like <laughs> it, it would it took like probably chadwick boseman's family on a really really um traumatic ride i i am assuming um just because 
they let it up. If I was a family member watching the entire award, you'd be like, oh, there's, they're doing this because they're going to give it to Chadwick at the end. So I think that I don't know what they're going to do, what the future of the Oscars looks like, but I would appreciate them. I I always think honesty and just being upfront and, and knowing when you fucked up and owning that goes a long fucking way. And especially with POC, I will say we are some of the most forgiving groups of people. We have to be. We have to be, but we will, when you just own up to fuck shit, which this country can't seem to do in a lot of senses. So imagine if the Oscars, if the Oscars went and wrote a a letter to everyone and and just owned up to it. Hey, we, this is what we thought was going to happen. And it clearly didn't. This is what we're going to be doing to assure this never happens again. And I think that would resonate well. Yeah, and you make great points, Steph. Absolutely, Winston too. And you make me think, Winston, for sure. Like, oh well, if I say one thing's a popularity contest, then it's always been a popularity. That's a fair point. It's a fair point to consider. Another part of this, and this is what I think. And Alex, I want—I know we haven't heard from you too much here. I want to go back to you on this, Alex. What do you think about them publicizing who voted for what? I think that's the way around this thing. Full transparency. Everybody, every critic who votes, every voter who votes. They have to put down uh, who they voted for, and we, as the audience and the public, get to know who voted for the father, uh, who voted Hopkins over Bozeman, who voted for Bozeman over Hopkins, who voted. I think that's a way to really kind of solve this once and for all. We can find out who's doing it, who's voting for these things one way or another, and get their reasons why. I think it's not about vilifying them. It's about finding out why. And we need to know who has watched all these movies before they vote? Because a lot of people in the chat are like, have you watched The Father? Well, did you watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? Those of you who are saying, have you watched The Father? Because I bet some of you haven't. And I bet some of those people in the Academy didn't either. A black period piece movie, I bet some of them were like, ah, I don't really want to watch this. Especially some of the older ones who maybe gravitated towards Hapkins' performance as a guy that they've watched for decades. And as they're getting older themselves, watching that experience. I bet they found more of an affinity to watch that than Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So I want to see that explored more. Alex, do you think I'm crazy to want to have full transparency from these voters? Well, uh, just to go back real quick, uh, Ma Rainey's, like, it is a very up in your face, like, it makes you confront these things that uh, maybe uh, some people didn't want to think about. And so that I think that it was kind of polarizing for some a certain section of voters, but I don't think that, you know, disclosing who everyone voted for would work because it kind of loses that honesty that uh, people, that voters will have when having a little bit of anonymity to me. Uh, And so I think there will be pressure if you're like, you can be outed in that way. If you're oh, you don't be a voter, then don't be a voter. I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. That's, that's that's fair too, but I think yeah, I, I just I think that that will be lost. Okay. I I, I think the big I, I think the big thing here is what what we've really come to is that it, the Oscars, while improving with a lot of the things that they put out there, I think the big thing that we just have to remember is kind of the same thing that a lot of musicians are having with the Grammys at this point. Mm-hmm. Stop letting True. this be the Bible. Stop letting this be the, the word. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the bigger award, in my opinion, at least for actors, is the SAG award. Because that is all of your peers making the decision, we think that XYZ person had the top performance. Um, I know a if lot of actors act- that are starting to feel that way. Yeah. Do you as an actor, is that, like, is 
if you received a SAG award, that would be your view? Like that would be the most meaningful? I, the funny thing is, it's it's obviously growing up and watching the Oscars as a kid, there's never going to be a part of me that, like, and for anybody, that you're not going to want to think that. And they still promote Academy Award winning. They don't promote, you know, SAG Award winning whenever they put it in the trailers and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm not going to pretend like the Oscars still don't have weight and gravitas. But I am saying that, like, when I directly think of it, I do think about the, for acting, I do think about the SAG, like if the SAG award for me is like right at like a 10, then the Oscars at like a 9.5. And I think trying to keep that in your mind is the thing that can kind of help you push in that particular regard. Cause like, I, I, I think the other thing that happens with the Oscars is like, obviously various people can be on that board, but you are voting for categories that are outside of your field and your scope. You're on that maybe because you were like, a makeup artist for like 30 plus years and et cetera, et cetera. And you're there, or you were a producer for 30 plus years, or you were an actor. So you may not necessarily have the best like yeah. way to look at acting or directing or producing or makeup because you didn't do, that wasn't your job. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like, I think that it, it, it is the important thing to remember and above all else, the people in your field that that revere you, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I have loved the Oscars. I mean, I for this is the first Oscars where I was really just kind of like not even sure I wanted to watch. And that's the first time in like 30 something years, 40 something years that I've not wanted to watch it. And I watched it, but it's like with this kind of a weird look on my face the whole time. But I have started to move away from that. Winston, I agree with you. I think in my mind, it doesn't carry the prestige that it used to. And I think we're going to get those ratings numbers. and They're going to be in the tank. I think a lot of people have turned away from this idea of giving, of watching people give themselves trinkets and awards. I think people are moving past that. And I think what signifies anything is your box office. Uh, what signifies anything is your uh, your your talent as you watch the different movies these actors make or these directors make or these producers make. That's where you're starting to find a little more. And maybe within your field, as you said, uh, Steph, the SAG Awards or the Producer Guild Awards or the Director Guild Awards, this is where you find a little more of uh, of satisfaction or a little more of a of a I don't know feeling of accomplishment that your fellow peers are awarding you for the work you've done. Uh, and I, you know, I said I lived in LA for 20 years. Uh, growing through the, those 20 years, I have had friends who've become assistants. I have friends, I have people I knew who were assistants, and they sometimes voted for their bosses. So this is a thing that's true. Let's tell some truths here. The people who are assigned to vote don't always necessarily put in the votes. Most sometimes because they're busy, sometimes because they don't have time to watch all the movies, so they turn it on to their assistants to vote. So even the even the overall awards sometimes aren't necessarily fully voted on by the actual people who've been sent the ballots. So those things happen as well. So there's there's always that Monday morning expose that happens uh, with the Academy Awards where you find out all this stuff. So I think to me, it's kind of been losing its luster for the last few years. And it's about getting revered in your own certain um, peer group that I think carries more weight. Yeah, I agree for actors. I could totally see that. I'm not an actor, so I, mm. I, I hear you guys, and that makes sense to me. The unfortunate thing, which is what I brought up to you, Roka, specifically, is that uh. these award shows are roadmaps for people to yep. look back in history and know what to watch, know who to watch, yep. know who to idolize. You know, even in Yud Jung-yoon's uh, speech, she talked about watching the Academy Awards. Yeah. She mm -hmm. watched these and, and want 
and put this obviously into the universe that this is something that she'd want to achieve because she watched them, because she saw the Brad Pitts get nominated and win. And so there, even if we want to say that it doesn't matter, it does matter and they need to of do course. a better job. There is a responsibility, I think, Fair to enough. the arts. Like all of us as creators, we're not in this just because. It's a really ugly business. You have to work yeah. your ass off day yes. in and day out. And these awards are the recognition that other people get to see and, and uh, make judgments about what they should be watching, what they should be spending on, and what they should be engaging with. So it they owe it to all of society, really, to get these right. You make an excellent Queen point. Queen underscore Sutherland donated $20. To be fair, the Oscars have always been weird. Citizen Kane didn't win the Best Picture. Coppola didn't win for The Godfather. A lot of films that yeah. deserved it never won it. I mean Scorsese yeah. didn't win until The Departed. Just think Oscars are weird. Yeah. 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 They don't always get it. Because they're human. I mean, like human, yeah. no, uh, nothing is perfect that is human made. Nothing. And so it's always going to have issues or, or flaws within it. But yeah, but Steph makes excellent points as well. You know, because growing up as a cinephile, as a burgeoning cinephile, the Academy Awards the were what I used as a blueprint for what to watch. So mm -hmm. you make excellent points, Steph. So, you know, maybe it does still carry that power. Maybe it's been so long since I've been that kid that I don't remember how much power it can have for a 10-year-old or a 15-year-old or a 20-year-old who is getting into movies and wants to know what do I watch to really understand this medium? How do I appreciate multiple cultures? What films are out there for me to watch that'll give me an idea of this culture that I'd never have exposure to? So it's great points. Absolutely, for sure. Um, uh, anything else on last, this? The uh, last thing I want to say is, um, yes, okay, so Anthony Hopkins, I loved him in The, in the Father. He's great. Uh, he deserves it. But I, I personally think Chadwick had the better performance, and that, and that's it's just what the Academy thought, and that's fine. Right. Um, I loved. I actually saw the father uh, in uh, on stage just last mm -hmm. February before I saw the movie, and starring in it was uh, Peter Parker's octopus teacher, Alfred Molina. Um, <laughs> he was in the role, so that was fun I to see. You. And then like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm upset about that octopus teacher win uh yeah, i think time should have won teacher. like did this guy fuck the octopus or not let's oh. go here. <laughs> but is that like also, one of those is that like one of those uh you know uh may december gentle lover teachers is that what you're referring <laughs> to sir <laughs> if you watch it it's like they're they they don't insinuate they, they don't insinuate it but there's like enough like moments of doubt where like does he have a like a sexual feelings for this octopus? It's really weird. It's really weird what they what they do there. And I think voters were like, okay, look, this is a nice documentary. We don't have to confront anything here. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what they were going for. And yeah, like the Academy Awards, they're all human. So yeah, whatever. But speaking of um, another round, I just got this breaking news that Leonardo DiCaprio to produce and possibly star in a English in an English language remake of last night's Oscar winner, Another Round. So oh, someone, someone why? is Oscar movies. So, <laughs> so, but why do you have to make a remake of it? Why do you have to That's Americanize so these films? Yeah. Drag Americans to these films. Don't Americanize these films. Fuck, it drives me nuts. Oh boy, never should have been remade. These great films exist. You do the work. You do the work and go find them. Ah. I do want to give Brad Pitt, um, he should have known the female nominees' names better because he butchered all of them. However, 
The fact that Brad Pitt produced Minari, that will always hold a special place Prime in my heart. Prime motherfucker donated $20. I like Winston's objective logical points on the Oscars the Chadwick set up blew up in their face. I disagree with Roger making this a white winner is wrong thing. It's a contestimo Hopkins was the best actor I saw all the films and I'm brown. Okay, I'm glad that you're brown. Uh, I, I'm not saying that it, I'm not making it a white person thing. I'm saying that's an element of it. Kano donated $20. How many hearts do I have to tear out in order to get nominated? I have done it thousands of times, yet this one time I did it with some unknown lizard. Everyone loved it. Dude, you just ripped that heart out. It yeah. just happened. You need a year, son. You need a year. <laughs> You got another year of ripping out Arthur Kato. Yo, that's someone. It's another person they missed on the memoriam. They missed all them people murdered in Mortal Kombat. Some old bullshit. Y'all had a whole couple days to fucking put that in there. Like, come on, producers. I don't know, do man. Because are they dead? I don't know. Homie took them away to black smoke. I don't know if they're dead, dude. I don't <laughs> Y'all. <I'm reserved. laughs> uh, but no, I I'm, I think not... I'm glad you're brown is my favorite quote of SEM history. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're brown. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I I get. I'm not trying to make this a. Again, I'm not trying. I'm saying that's an element of this, it's guys. An the optics, sure. the optics of it. It's an element. The number one thing I agree with Winston's. I felt that I tweeted it this morning. It is. This is all on the producers for staging it this way, thinking they were going to get a certain outcome. My point is that this is an element of it, and they there was no history to prove that they were gonna give, do the right thing here when it came to a stable full of people of color and one white dude. They gave it to the white dude. They, that's just the Academy way of doing things, just like Green Book, just like uh, you know The Blind Side, just like Crash. So many things like that. that it's just like, come on. So uh, that was the point. So try to so, so try to expand a little bit your mind of what I'm saying there. Uh, uh, my brown brother. All right. Uh, what's the uh, let's let's get on out of here and keep sending in your Streamlabs super chat smallbots. We're always open to multiple points of views on this, ladies and gentlemen. We're open to all of it. Let's have a discussion. Uh, some of you, uh, how about some of you who actually felt that Chadwick should have won? We haven't heard from any. You all send in your support uh, and tell us if you felt Chadwick should have won and was robbed last night. And we haven't even mentioned Viola Davis. Should Viola Davis have won? She lost to Frances McDormand for Nomadland, just like she lost to Meryl Streep for fucking, was that Florence Foster Jenkins? She had no business losing to Meryl Streep for that movie. But like, Iron so Lady. let us, what you think about that as well. Um, and let's get into some tushy. Steph, what do you got for us? Ooh, tushy. <laughs> okay, y'all, you know, Mother's Day is just around the corner. So you should forget the flowers this year. Ditch the gift cards. Moms deserve something that will last her a lifetime of flushes. Refresh your gift game with Hello Tushy. Bring your mama into the future with this brand new Hello Tushy 3.0 modern bidet attachment. It's stylish, eco-friendly, easy to install, and will help stop flushing her retirement down the toilet in TP costs. I know that's right. Hello Tushy 3.0 cleans butts like a champ. Ooh, I love to hear that, but it doesn't stop there. It cleans itself with the Smart Spray automatic self-cleaning nozzle. When we say anyone can put this shit together, we mean even your parents. Yes, yours. Hello Tushy 3.0 attaches to their existing toilet with no electricity, extra plumbing, or tech support FaceTimes and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in a few months. 
Plus, every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Mom already got a Tushy on her pot. Blow her away with an upgrade to the new Hello Tushy 3.0. If she's new to the revolution, have her join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now for a clean butt with every flush. I know every mom wants a clean butt. Give the gift of a clean butt. Go to hellotushy.com slash live to get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer for our listeners only at hellotushy.com slash live for 10% off. hellotushy.com slash live. Get your mama a clean butt this year. Get your mama a clean butt. Clean your mama's butt. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's great stuff. Thank you, Steph. Uh, where shall we go, uh, Alex? Where do we go next? Let's talk about the West Side Story trailer because it premiered last night during the Oscars mm -hmm. and showed us a little glimpse of what to expect from Steven Spielberg's movie that's coming out in December 2021. Roka, did this? Uh, I know you've been kind of sour on this movie in general. Did this yeah, kind of change your mind? What do you think of the trailer? Gotta say to you, I like the trailer. I like the teaser trailer. Guy, yeah. I know. I was I was like I don't know I want a Latino Latinx filmmaker making this Latino or Latin I don't care I wanted to see a Latinx filmmaker making this That being said I thought the visuals in the trailer were great I thought the colors were vibrant I loved the the setting the, the where they placed the camera some of the close ups some of the god's eye views I love that the shadows as they're walking in uh all of that and you can tell this is going to be a vibrant celebration of this movie and some iconic shots uh, and uh, iconic outfits as well. Maria in that white dress again, uh, Tony in his blazer below uh, looking up. So certainly uh, for a teaser trailer, and I love that logo. Fuck me, that's a great logo. That black and white against the skin, oh, it's great. So overall, I'll say I enjoyed this. Uh, Steph, what did you think? Yeah, I like this. Uh, I'm not so excited about this coming to screen, but this did definitely get me a little more excited. I actually prefer trailers like this, teaser trailers, that don't give away the entire plot, every single funny moment, every single sad moment, so that when you get to watch it the first time, you're like, I know what's going to happen. So this is just enough for me to get me excited to want to see the film. I don't really need anything more. I thought it did a really good job of... Um, highlighting some of the actors we'll be seeing, some of the scenes that we might be familiar with and adapted into a new form. And it was short and to the point. So I I'm looking forward to it. All right. Winston, thoughts? I mean, West Side Story is a great film. Uh, I can't wait to see it. You know how I feel about too many remakes, but this is only the first one, isn't it? Not, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So I don't, I don't mind, like bringing back something from, you know, a few decades ago, a few like a generation ago and like doing your own spin on it. Like I have a problem when you're like, we're going to do little women for the 25th time. We're going to do transformers for the <laughs> 9 millionth time. Like Easy, that's, yeah. that's Easy. where I get to a play. I forgot you love transformers. Uh, I, I just, <laughs> I, I'm just of the mindset that like, if you want to, if you want to reboot it every now and again, I'm okay with that. It's when you do it ob obsessively that I have a problem, but this is the, this is only the second time we've seen it. So I'm very curious to see what this new rendition looks like. What's, uh, Spielberg can really do with it. All that good stuff. Uh, let's go to whose opinion matters the most on this panel. <laughs> Alex Marzonia, please tell us what you think about this decent trailer, brother. Uh, I liked uh, all the shots that were there. Like, obviously, Spielberg knows how to block a scene. 
Uh, he knows how to compose shots, and those look freaking amazing. The colors and everything, all the costumes as well. I just wish that we could have heard some more singing, a little, mm -hmm. a few more numbers. But I get it, it's a teaser trailer. But it's like the, I've been, I've been wanting to see this obviously for a while. Uh, Ansel Elgort, but Rachel Zegler also like uh, she was picked from obscurity, and yeah. so like there's something special about her. So I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to hear that. Um, and obviously we have uh, Ariana DeBose as Anita, and uh, I apologize for not knowing the Bernardo actor, but I'm sure that uh, we'll see more soon. I know Rita Moreno's in this as well. Um, yeah, so this will be coming out pretty much exactly 60 years after the original. Yeah. So I think it's time. Uh, and I think Spielberg, this is... I, this could be his second-to-last movie. Who knows? Because he's doing that his biopic his autobio pick and so i think this is kind of like a nostalgic story for him and so he's going like further in the past to mm. tell his uh, stories yeah. so i think i think he'll put a lot of heart into this and i just want to see more i want to hear more songs i did this musical when i was a junior in high school and so oh. like really attached to this musical who Love were it. you who were you in high school i was uh, i was one of the ensemble okay all right I I donated yeah. 20 dollars Brad Pitt produced yeah. If Beale Street. Regina King wins Oscar. Regina King hand Oscar to Brad Pitt when he wins. Brad Pitt exec produces Minari and hands Oscar to Yunya Young when she wins. Brad's impact yeah. is more than what he does on screen. Great producer. Don't forget 12, 12 Years a Slave. Exactly. He produced that as well. Yeah, don't forget. Yeah. Uh, that one best picture. So uh, you got to oh, give it up Brad? to Brad Pitt. Plan B, right? That's it. Plan B Productions. Yeah. That's his thing. Plan right? B. Yeah. I, it's funny, man. I, I I have such mixed feelings about Twelve Years a Slave. Again, phenomenal <laughs> film. Lupita was phenomenal. I actually really enjoyed Michael Fassbender. Did I'm just tired of seeing. I can't watch any more slave films. Like I'm very off that. And then the other thing that just made me laugh is like I'm like in it and traumatized. Like ah ah. And then here comes Brad Pitt. Like hey, black lady, you need a hell a hand. Hey. And I'm like Brad Pitt. <laughs> Did he just write himself into this? He did, and it helps I stop slavery. That. I was like, "Son of a bitch!" Hey, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm building a house. Let me help you stop slavery as I stroke my beard. Yeah, Wait, I mean that... that took you right out of it. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot because I haven't seen that since it came out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a movie. Yeah, you're I'll, like, it's a tough movie. It's a tough let's movie. Throw yeah. this one in on a Steph. Friday night. <laughs> Steph, I also have not seen it since it came out, and that goes to show how much of an impact that moment yeah. had of like. Why is Brad Pitt here, and why all of a sudden is he ending slavery? Like, what's the fuck is happening right now? I, I sort of insecure where um, they're oh. all planning like this movie night, and they're they're thinking it's gonna be one thing, and they put on Twelve Years a Slave, and they're like, what? No one wants to watch this anymore. I uh, I went on a first date to Twelve Years a Slave. It was a first date. Excuse uh, me, what? <laughs> now here's like no life. That's not Lady Outlaw, is it? No, of course not. No, it's fine, because I'm saying I knew that that relationship wasn't going to work out if that was your first yeah. date. I was yeah, real surprised she... if you and Lady Outlaw worked out because of 12 Years of Slave as a first date. Lady Outlaw would have known better. Yeah. No, no. We met, we uh, this girl, we met on Bubble. She's still a friend of mine. Actually, we became friends. She was a history teacher. 
At, at, she's a history uh, teacher at a, at, a, at a private school, and she was like, I've been wanting to see this. Do you think this is weird? I'm like, eh, why not? Let's go see it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and we were like walking in a daze after the movie over to the bar to have drinks. It took about two hours before we finally kind of, you know, settled in and had a regular conversation. Talk about yeah. the audience. Kano donated $20. West Side Story, True. but with me laser beaming limbs and tearing out hearts. <laughs> Kano! I like it. I like it, Kano. Do it. <laughs> There's a place for us. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it, Kano. Uh, I just watched that this morning. Finally, I've been resisting because people have not had good reviews on it. So, but I no, watched it this fun, morning. Man, it's a fun movie. Yeah, for I what it is. Like, is a day where I can take like in a little eatable. And like really just <laughs> laugh my ass off to it. I'm, I'm I think this week I'm gonna make time for that. Nice. Kano, nice. Kano stole the show. Kano stole the show. Let's oh, let's yeah. be real. He was he was he was absolutely phenomenal. So Josh Lawson was great. Great. Yeah. Um, all right. So where are we going next, Alex? Let's talk about Captain America four because uh well let's save sport well, how can we not talk about spoilers? We already did spoilers on right. Yeah, but okay. Look, it's been even even if that's the case. If you want to throw spoiler alert up like beforehand, I don't think that that's a bad idea. Yeah. So this is spoiler alert for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But it is the only thing I'll say about this. It literally made national news. Yeah. I don't know how much of a spoiler it is, but Um, that's true. Malcolm, I'm gonna need you to step away from the console, please. It's spoilers. So. I know you haven't seen it, so step away from the console. Thank you, Malcolm. <laughs> uh, Malcolm. It's on autopilot now. Let's fucking go. It's on autopilot. Holy shit. Malcolm, did you watch the West Side Story trailer before we move on? Did you watch the West Side Story? Do you have any thoughts on that? Muting for 10 minutes. Oh! Oh, it is super beautiful. I'm actually more excited than i thought i would be what are you were you a jet or a shark what were you in uh when you first discovered the soundtrack did you find yourself gravitating to tony did you go were you a riff who are you, were you so bernardo i'll, I'll probably you? watch it anita maybe <laughs> <laughs> oh so you were the shop owner i got it i got it. i got it. Uh, tony was for you i got it all right. Uh, you're, a you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. Okay, let's move on. What's the next? <laughs> what just happened? You got brothers around. You're a family, man. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Oh. I'm a burst out American in a minute. Ain't going to be easy. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, go for it, Alex. Okay, we're, we're, we're giving some spoilers for Falcon and the Winter Soldier here, but Captain America 4 has been greenlit at, at Marvel Studios with Malcolm Spellman and Dallin Musson writing the new movie. Now, obviously, we're going to get Anthony Mackie assuming, Anthony Mackie's Sam Wilson assuming the mantle of Captain America, and Chris Evans will probably not show up. Roka, what do you think of uh, Captain America 4 already being announced? The I, will, 
I like this idea, and clearly the numbers uh, validate them going forward. Clearly the response to the overall series validate them going forward. And if they didn't go forward, I think this would have been a missed opportunity as well. Anthony Mackie, this was his coming out party in so many ways as an actor. Yes, we've seen him do other things and be good in other things, but this is a man now, ladies and gentlemen. And Anthony Mackie showed the range and the talent and the depth uh, of his uh, uh, abilities at this stage in his life as an actor, and he killed it throughout this whole series. So now I think a lot of people are on board with him being Captain America going forward. So let's see what that's going to be like on the big screen. Let's see what the reaction's going to be like. I'm excited for it, a thousand percent. I hope that in the movie, they'll have a little more time to work out some of the story beat issues, some of the plot stuff, some of the character issues that I had throughout with the, with the series. But overall, damn good series, and I'm glad we got so. It makes all the sense in the world for them to continue this story into a Captain America form. Excited about that. Uh, Winston, you host the IG show. What's news, man? Uh, no, I, I thought that this, uh, I'm, I'm super excited about this. I think this is a natural. Um, only thing I was ever surprised about, not that they were coming out with the Captain America before in that. Winston, your mic is. A, a, yeah. It's like not hitting. I think it's hold on, hold on. Did you switch mics? Is it no? I don't. I don't know what happened, but that's okay. Okay, Um, okay, cool. Um, My only, my only thing that I was surprised about, and I thought was like kind of weird, is the fact that they announced this like 10 a.m. on Friday when it's like you realize that like only us hardcore people that stayed up at midnight saw this yet, right? And oh you yeah. Already good point. telling everybody that that you know <laughs> Sam Wilson will be Captain America and Captain America 4. It's like, <laughs> yo, like can you chill? It's literally if we walked in a room and me and Steph, let's say Steph and I were engaged and shit, it was like, all right, babe, here's what we're oh. gonna do, right? We're not gonna mention this until we get to the big moment. And as soon as we walk in the room, we're engaged. It's like, <laughs> Like, we had a plan. What are you doing? We had a plan. <laughs> we had a plan. So We're like, pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, how did you know that? I didn't even tell you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the trash, and I found your pregnancy test, and I, I Facebooked it. <laughs> I want that scene. So, I want so, so I, I think this all makes perfectly logical sense. I think it's <laughs> extremely well done, as proven that Spellman did a, such a good job showrunning this show. I think it's going to be great. Um, that was my only beef with the announcement. I was always like, it's 10 a.m. on Friday. I, of course, have seen it because I just finished the show talking about it for an hour. What the fuck? (laughs) That was my only thing. That's fair. That's actually fair. Uh, Steph, what did you think? What about this? Do you like this idea? Absolutely. I mean, the whole season for me was um, slowly falling in love with Sam Wilson as Captain America. By the end of the the season finale, I'm yelling, that's my cap. And fully mean that, going to bed so happy we have a new Captain America. And then when the um, news broke an hour after the episode broke, I was very excited. the, The more that I thought about it, the more that I was like, this man really played the long game and he played the long game fucking perfectly. You know, when the introduction of the movies that we've seen in it, seen him in, we only got to see him in a few scenes in a few movies, mm. but he always did an excellent job and we knew enough to love him. And then talk about just playing your cards perfectly right and executing the hell out of the role in every single scene and moment that he had in the show 
to now getting this movie. It's just so fought. It's so earned. It's so deserved. And it, it, it makes me feel uh, really hopeful. And I think all creators should feel like this, that, you know, you don't always start in the big role, in the star role. And sometimes you have like a side side role. But if you keep your head down, you keep working, you stay humble and you stay classy. I've never heard a bad thing about this man at all. Then you become the Captain America, and I've I have yeah. not seen a complaint from anyone in my circle. At least I know that there was some, but I've only seen love that is so deserved. So I can't wait for this movie. I knew it was gonna happen, but the announcement was a little quick. Yeah, and if you pick a fight with this man, the problem is him, not you. Um, uh, Alex, uh, what do you got for me? How do you feel about this Captain America four situation? Uh, I guess like. Timing wise, I think they assumed everyone was watching it at midnight anyway, so they're like, "Here mm. you go." But I get your points. I get your points, uh, Steph and uh, Winston. But I think uh, it's great for Malcolm Spellman that he's on this project. I think he, I hope he'll get the chance to direct it uh, if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, but timeline wise, it doesn't look like this might come out for another at least Brad two years. Dad talks donated twenty dollars. Yo, what's up? <laughs> Agreed would have been cool to hold on to that story a little and let people speculate more on what is next. Mm. I read the story before I watched the show, but as a comic reader assumed it would happen and was happy to see it. Mm. Yeah. Great point. Okay. Great point. Alex, keep going. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like it'll come out until at least 2023, and so that gives us two years since we will have seen him in his awesome new costume, which I freaking love. It's very uh, comics, uh, uh, comics accurate, which I really thought was cool. Yeah, Roku, Yeah, that was. No, go finish, finish the point, brother. Finish that was pretty point. much all I was gonna say. Okay, let me let me throw this out there for you guys and for the people in the chat. Send in your streamlabs super chat small bats. What do you want to see in this Captain America four? Obviously, are we bringing in the White Wolf? Are we bringing in uh, a U.S. agent? Are we gonna have? Them, do you want to see them be a part, essentially kind of continuing the storylines that we got in uh, in uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Well, actually, now the Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Is that something that you guys want to see? What about you guys here? Do you want it to be its own thing? Do you want Bucky in this? Do you want U.S. Agent in this? So, Val, what, what what's your feelings, uh, uh, Stefan Winston? Oh, um, Winston, I think, could probably answer this a little bit better. <laughs> okay. 24 Steph donated $20. That's what's going on right there. <laughs> yeah. Thank, Thank you, Perp and Gold 24, $20. who donated. That's it? Thank it, it, yeah. That's, okay. All right. Thank just, you, Perp and Gold. Just giving a couple shout-out. I nice. love it. Respect. Um, no, I mean, we, we can go any number of ways. I would say the biggest thing is to look into the the look into some of these Captain America, Sam Wilson Captain America books, and those those will give mm. you some great ideas. Uh, the current run of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier with Zemo and um, another girl trying to become the new Lady Hydra that that storyline is really interesting. It's mm. still in progress, so I doubt they maybe tap that just because you know it's happening in real time. Uh, and they very rarely will pull stuff in that regard because it's not complete for them to make a decision. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm I'm curious, honestly, even though it's going to, I don't know if it's going to start a whole new trilogy or if it's just a one film or whatever. Right. I am curious just how it's going to tie in this next wave of Avengers. Obviously, we're getting the young Avengers based off of the characters we're introducing. So I'm curious, like, while I love to see whatever Sam's going to do in his own solo film. Yeah. Um, how it will all ultimately connect because that's the game with the MCU now at this point, right? It's kind of like, how does this all connect to everything yeah. else? Yeah. The show, um, 
really made me want an entire season dedicated to the Dora Milaje. I want movies of them. I want episodes of them. They were, uh, I mean, right under Sam and Bucky, if not more, just in terms of the few scenes that they were in, but one scene particularly was the my favorite scene of the show. I think they are so so cool to watch and i think that i mean we will hopefully get it with black panther but them in general the dora milaje and ao as a leader uh i i want to see more of that yeah could be captain america with the dora milaje against like maybe val zemo u.s agent and yeah. uh and uh uh who else am i met left bucky flirting with all of them yeah bucky the like power, playing, the, yeah. the power broker the power broker yeah sure uh yeah. power broker uh, uh, it could be mm, interesting. So <laughs> if if that's if that's actually who they say it is, well, let me take let me take thirty seconds. Okay, Malcolm, I could call you Malcolm. I watch your show. I could call you Malcolm. Please, for the love of God, give me something with John Walker's wife. For the love of God, she has been sitting by this man. You didn't give her her due justice throughout the series, and I want to see John Walker's wife be a little more integral part of the U.S. agent story. If you're going to have him in Captain America 4, I want to have the wife be a little more integral part of the situation because you dealt with race Brad, really well, Dad talks, but I feel like you dropped the ball a little bit on PTSD. I just hope they don't focus on him still trying to prove himself. I want to see him hmm. confident and doing his thing on a new missions. Great point. Yeah, Could we see yeah. a Patriot coming in? Absolutely. Patriot. Yeah, uh, certainly mm-hmm. with for Young Avengers. Also, one last thing, uh, and the shout out to Ed Haskell, who tweeted us this, but the Captain America official Twitter account has changed from Chris Evans to uh, Anthony Mackie. Cool. As, and it says on the left instead of just a kid from Brooklyn. So it is officially changed over that that is wow. the new Captain America. So that's powerful. Really powerful I like stuff. That. I like that. Oh. I, I liked it when they changed the title card. I saw the title card. I was like, Yo, yeah, it is Captain oh. America and Winter Soldier shit. Like, you know, that was that was that <laughs> was all nice I needed. Touch. I was like, yeah. <gasps> Bucky got invited to the cookout. That was like I talked about all <laughs> this with Dan Murrow. Bucky. But like the fact the fact that Homer just in here at the cookout chilling, holding the kid. Like, that's exactly what happens. When you the uncle, the little kids love to climb you like a jungle gym. Like, that shit was so accurate. He was just out here just like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm thinking I might invite Sarah out or whatever, but you know, I gotta worry about the kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. just like, like, pretending like he doesn't just have a bunch of children hanging off a metal arm, hanging off the side of his body. <laughs> it was so good. I love it. I love it. And there's a new uh, poster out as well. So a pretty fantastic poster of uh, Sam Wilson as a Captain America that dropped this morning from Disney as well. So go and check that poster out. Um, all right, Alex, anything else uh, before we move on to the next thing? Any other oh. Streamlabs or anything else is roll through? No? I think we got Winston ready to tell us about something whenever. Oh, yeah, oh, Winston. I am always ready. Ooh. I am always ready. You know why? Because of the chew. Ladies Here and gentlemen, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Now say it with us. Blue Chew! Blue, Blue Chew! That's what's up. Now, Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer. You you remember you remember what Sir Mix-a-Lot used to say, because I'm long and I'm strong and I'm down to get the friction on. Well, I understand quarantine was long for you. You know how to make sure that your stuff is long and ready to go and your girl is going to have the best night ever? You get that Blue Chew, son. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form 
and at a fraction of the cost. Now, Bluetooth tablets help men achieve harder, longer erections to combat all forms of ED or erectile dysfunction, for those that don't know the shorthand. Bluetooth is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, because Lord knows everybody's trying to get a COVID test or a vaccine right now. So it'll ship right to your door in a discreet package. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Nobody embarrassing you because you got some Bluetooth sent to your, to your mailbox. Now, the process is simple. Sign up at Bluetooth.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive a prescription within days. And the best part, it's all online. Now, these licensed providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strains for your prescription. And if you don't like swallowing pills, don't even worry about it. Again, these are chewable. These are, uh, uh, excuse me, slide, uh, sildenafil and uh, tadalafil. I'm really bad at pronouncing that. Tablets, they're all chewable. And they're made here in the U.S. They're prepared and shipped directly to you. So again, cheaper than hitting a pharmacy. And and I got to say, like, I've been rocking with Bluetooth for a minute, man. Like, real talk, it's phenomenal. It's absolutely great. You you will have the greatest time. Your girl will thank you. Ladies, can talk to your man. He'll thank you. You'll thank yourself. But either way, you can benefit from the extra confidence when it's time to perform if you visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And here's a special deal for the SEN listeners. You can try Bluetooth free when you use the promo code SEN at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. You get Bluetooth for free. That's bluechew.com, promo code SEN to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the show. That's what's up. Get your chew. Get your chew, chew on. Chew, chew. Chew, chew. Get on the train. Get on that Blue Chew train. That chugga chugga Blue Chew. Yo, Steph, you need to start writing copies for, for, right. <laughs> for products, girl. That was great. <laughs> I'm all right. It was the I'm long and strong, and I gotta get my freaks it on. Yeah. So, ladies, yeah, ladies, yeah. You wanna get a vibe, Mercedes? Yeah. yeah. Turn around. Think it out. Your boy got that blue chew. Baby got chew. Baby got even, chew. Uh, <laughs> even got Glenn Close got a shout. Is that right? Even yeah. Glenn Close even got, 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 got a shout. Oh. Baby got chew. <laughs> Glenn Close with the gloves, though, Roka. You gotta give me some love. <laughs> Glenn Close with the gloves oh, on this clock. <laughs> look, I'm always going to love Glenn Close. She is yeah, the bomb. she's a legend. Lady. She is a legend. And God damn it, Academy, give her a fucking Oscar already. Lil Rel uh, was amazing, too. Oh, yeah. Lil Rel was God, good. Lil Rel was hilarious. Although, I liked Andre Day. I bet oh. they didn't even fucking uh, add it. <laughs> censor! Censor! Censor, censor. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. They motherfucking didn't even nominate. Censor! Uh, <laughs> Alex, uh, we're at, ladies and gentlemen, uh, where, where, where are we at right now? Two, two something. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, get us over 500 here. We're at 260 right now. We got about 45 minutes left in the show. I think we're giving you fun content with multiple points of views. I hope you agree. Send in your stream live super chat small bots. Let's get us over 500. Uh, I think we're talking about doing some Tarzan singing. If we get to 500 and if we get to 750 by some miracle in the next 45 minutes, I'm sure Winston's got a goal. He can pull out and do something for us as well. So let's put that on the table. Maybe he'll do a little mix or mix a lot rapping. That could be good. That could be good. Do that. Uh, all right, let's I, go. Oh, because I, I did what do, you do. What do you got? No, I, I already did. I was gonna say I already did it. I, I was gonna say maybe oh. I could do a because uh, I did Obama rapping. Baby oh got God. back already. Oh. That was fun. That was fun. We did that a while ago though. I'll what figure something out. I'll what about out. Obama doing cream? That'd be good. Sure. Cash rules. 
never mind. I, if I, oh, if I was going to do it, then I would do International Players Anthem as Obama. I would, oh, that, would, that, would, that would be fun yes. as shit. That would be fun as shit. I'd do that. What, what number? 750. Winston does International Players Anthem as Obama. President Obama. we got 45 Please. minutes to get there. Come on, people. Let's do it. Um, all right. Uh, oh, yeah. No, we haven't talked. What, all right. If you want to. So, so Alex is reminding us that we didn't talk about Brett Sheridan. He's not here today because there are alarms going off in his place. So he can't show up today. Uh, but he will be back tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, send the, the Sir Florentin Flaus best wishes for loud noises because he hates those loud noises. He has a cam on each of us. So he's watching us and yeah. he's with us live right now. Don't worry. Yes. Um, all right, it would have been either his computer freezing or the alarms going up. He would have had to do the ads at least four different times each each one. He hates repeating <laughs> so, himself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, all right. Um, okay. Shall we get to Streamlabs? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? All right, let's do it then. Okay, we missed one from last Friday. It came in after the show, yeah. and this is from Khalil Frederick, who is saying, "Gotta say that this week's penultimate episode of Invincible was fucking amazing. I'm so hyped for next week's finale." Also, screw blank spoiler there. Okay. Hey, hey, uh, watch your mouth. <laughs> watch your mouth. I love Invincible. I love it so much. So Steph, what are you doing so on good. Friday? Do you want to watch it? Well, I, I, I that's we're gonna talk about the whole season of Invincible on Inner Geekdom Show. If oh. you love it, you can or Alex, either one of you, I don't care. If you want to donated twenty dollars. Leave me completely out of this guy, right You face, already man. you have fifty million shows. You know you can come on Inner Geekdom Show if you want. But sir, I just assume you either watching a movie and then being on stereo with Lady Outlaw or you doing Probably. a damn show. Roka's fucking busy. Uh, <laughs> I know. I took yesterday off for the first time in a while. I didn't do a fucking thing. And yes! I was like, oh, yeah. this is nice. Uh, what was Did that stream up? Yeah, what was that? That was uh, Purp and Gold 24 who donated $20. Oh, yeah, thank you. Love again. Thank yeah. you. Shout out to Purple Gold. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Actually, speaking of Purple and Gold, one of the items today on Sports uh, Game Time at 2 o'clock on the Outlandish Channel, Winston's going to join us. Ben Goddard joining us just to let me know a couple of minutes ago uh, with Jay Washington as well. We're going to talk about Jeannie Buss talking about her top five favorite Lakers and how that was controversial, the five that she mentioned. So it's going to be an interesting conversation about who we think the five are. And if Jeannie was absolutely right or not. So yeah, was speaking one of them was one of them Smush Parker. Uh, <laughs> no, nor Nick Van Exel did make the cut, surprisingly uh, enough. So Adam Morrison, maybe? Oh. Alex, now you're going too far. <laughs> I Phoenix have a signed card from Adam Morrison sitting right there. Wow. Yeah. I, I hate was huge on him. Not before. knowing what is going on right now. <laughs> All right, like let's move the on. Let's two move names on. Alex just named just went over my head. Motion Adam, come on. Get edgy. Get get with the NBA Pe stuff. Were people upset because of the Phil Jackson comment? Uh no, no. They're upset because she didn't because she left off and she had to be prodded into saying Magic Johnson as well. Uh, when that probably should have been the first name, first two names out of her mouth, but she said LeBron first. Uh, uh, yeah. Because uh, so. I don't, because I, I don't hate her list. I you, I would say if you're if you're play, saying players only, then fine, replace Phil Jackson with Shaq, and there you go. And I, yeah. I don't think that you have a problem with anything. All right, two p.m. PT. That's all. That's all. Winston. That's <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. 
All right. Uh, Speaking of Roku's basement, fuck what's in Roku's basement. Hey, uh, I thought I was all right. I thought it was all right. Didn't think it was a disaster. Just not good. I miss when they show the clips before announcing the winner. Didn't mind Nomadland and Hopkins winning. As Kobe said, shit, play, move on. Just do better next year. Thanks. Love y'all. What do you think about no clips? Well, I think Chad Bozeman did do better, but you're saying the overall ceremony. Sure, I hated that the clips weren't there. I, I mean, how can you have a show about movies and not show any clips of the movies? It just doesn't yeah. make sense. What did you guys think? So weird not to show the clips, but I do want to say on the flip side of that, giving them um, not cutting people's acceptance speech off was such a relief. Like, I hope that they continue with that because a lot of people had a lot of great things to say. And they gave yeah. like they gave time for all the nominees to have like a little blurb, like even though they didn't like like they uh they said their answers that they submitted in before that was nice that was nice. Yo, hold on, I just realized we left out the most important part of the fucking Oscars what? and how what? we didn't talk about this because I was genuinely concerned that David Kaluuya was either high as balls or oh, drunk yeah. as shit. Is when he he's going through his whole speech. Thanks to God, you know this is crazy. Fred Hampton was mad. He's like, it's fucking it's crazy. I, I, my mom, my mom and my dad, they fucked. Here I am. <laughs> like, what? And I was like, you just said what? And it cuts to his mom. I'm like, did this little nigga just say me? <laughs> What's the, I'm going to kill you. I'll cancel this the, the greatest moment of your career. What the fuck? Like, I, I literally was like, is he high? What is happening? <laughs> Yo, that part was so funny because it was one of my favorite speeches. And I'm like, oh, you just like... You could tell he was like, it was such a beautiful speech. It was so well spoken. Yeah. And then he kind of like started rambling. And like you throw that out, that's something I would do too. The mom instantly was like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, she, they cut to her. If you, if you lip read, she was like, what is he talking about? She yep, literally yep. She's like, I never had sex. Why is she just Me, mom, me, dad, they, they had sex. I'm here. Amazing. And it's like, it's like, it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it was amazing. amazing. I mean, she like, loved the number of, all, of positions. She's a big fan <laughs> of this position. Oh, stop! <laughs> Bro. The other thing is, I'm now mad that he didn't win for Best Actor for Get Out, and I feel like anytime he gets nominated, he has to win just because he is so fucking British. Yeah. yeah. And his American yeah. accent is so spot on. That by itself should win him Oscars. Straight <laughs> up. I know other British actors, and I feel like some of them have an incredible American accent, but like I thought Daniel Kluya was American because he nailed, and then you hear him talk, and it's like, me mom, and I'm like, oh. Yes. Hello, governor. Hello, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Which, which also, I didn't, I didn't watch, I, as soon as this was over, I had to race home because we had Blurreds After Dark last night, which was its own shit show. But right. um, I didn't realize that the, in the after party they were doing interviews that he got interviewed and someone asked him what it was like to be directed by Regina King. And I was like, are you? Yeah. Are you fuck? So we did a Hidden Fences yet again. This is going to happen every fucking time. <laughs> like, did you hear not, what he said? He was like, no, what? what did he say? He was no, like, he was uh, can you ask that again? Yeah, can you repeat the question? <laughs> yeah, because he was like, what the fuck? He called for a JTE? Yeah, Hey, you know, speaking of JTEs, uh, we had our uh, free-for-all this past Saturday. Yes. Free-for-all uh, at the Schmodown. Uh, that went down at noon, and it was quite the event. Um, a lot of people were playing along, <laughs> and um, you can still get tickets to watch that. <laughs> Ten dollars if you go to the schmodownlive.com. 
<laughs> you can get tickets for $10 there, or you can just become a patron and get that included, in, as well as all the other pay-per-views we got coming for you. Today, we have uh, Robert Parker versus Brandon Hanna in an intergeekdom match dropping if you are a patron. So make Ooh. sure you uh, become a patron and you'll get that included as well. So get your make sure you watch a free-for-all four if you haven't already. Yeah. And then become a patron and we'll have a great time and be friends. I don't know. 40, 40 of the best uh, and new faces of the Schmodown going at it. Some great, great moments. I'm going to tease one. Shout out to Australia's Jacob Blunden for one of the moments of the free-for-all. So definitely watch. A lot of shocks, a lot of surprises, people staying in longer that you didn't anticipate staying in longer, people going out that you thought were going to stay in way longer than they did. So many surprises. Definitely watch. Alex played at home with no pressure on him, laying back on his couch and thinks his answer is cute. But uh, incredible stuff from Alex Morsoni, I'm sure. But yeah, uh, good stuff overall. And today, I'm excited about today because certainly Hannah uh, kind of became a little bit of a pseudo star last year with his videos and the controversial things he was saying. And it's about can you do it in the ring? And he's facing Robert Parker, who had a little bit of an up and down season himself last year. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch these two gentlemen clash in inner geekdom later on today on the Patreon. So please go and subscribe. Patreon.com slash Schmodown and get involved in it. And shout out, speaking of JT, to a boy, a boy, a boy. Never doubt the heart of a champion, you sons of bitches. All right, where, where are we going next? Where are we going next? All right, next one is from Tickle My Pickle. Hello, everyone. Just saw Mortal Kombat yesterday, and I thought it was atrocious, and I enjoyed it. Y'all think they greenlit a second or third draft of a screenplay for this one? Best part was the last fight. Hope they do better for the sequel. Thoughts? Thanks. Thanks, Tickle. As uh, DiCaprio said in Catch Me If You Can, I concur. Uh, what did you guys, uh, any any thoughts on The Mortal? Anything to add? We kind of touched on it, but any more to add? Didn't I haven't it. seen it yet, so I can't oh. really speak on it. What, what Mortal Kombat? I'll watch you right now. What he said yeah. about Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat's great. I, I, I wish that they... Great, not as in like, this is a phenomenal movie, but like it was entertaining, um, that it was cool. Like there, there was some some straight out of the video game like moments, which was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Um, I love Louis Tan. Uh, I don't know how I feel about him in the film. I feel like they, I don't know if it was direction or if it was acting or what that felt a little one note at times for me, uh, just mm-hmm. personally. Uh, but I do like that, I do like that they were introducing uh, a new character. I think that that's kind of cool. Um, I love how they use Scorpion in this. I wish they had used him more. I also love the fact that if people really thought about Iceman or Sub-Zero as just characters, how they could literally ruin anybody's life instantly. And and Sub-Zero shows that throughout the film, that it's like controlling the ability to to freeze the moisture in the air would insta-murder about everybody. Yeah. Like, that's let's just be honest. You can make web like... At one point, this is not really a spoiler. At one point, someone's bleeding. Sub Zero takes the blood and makes a fucking blade out of it. Like, bro, like it's those powers are a little OP if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. There you go. Shout out to Hiroki Hiroyuki Sanada as well, who played Scorpion. I, I've been a fan of that guy for a number of years, so he adds a little more authenticity to the film for sure. To have some of his talent involved. Um, all right, Alex, what's next? Dragon Seventeen says, "Hey Roka, who impressed you the most in the FFA?" Also, who will be Barbarian's tag team partner? Winston, I like Tingle. Hope he does get another match, and hope to see Chandru play soon. 
You know who impressed me? Griffin Newman impressed me. Exactly what we thought he was going to be. Griffin came in and lasted a number of rounds and got uh, it really kind of showed up and showed out. Let me re-ask you that question. They asked my my opinion. Okay. Who impressed you in the free-for-all that was not a part of the Finstock exchange? Uh... Kim Taylor Foster, I thought she was. Oh wait, that's part of the Finstock exchange. Member uh, <laughs> of the right faction. This is why you're barbarian. Allowed, yeah. This is why you will never be allowed to vote for the Oscars, sir. I need you to, I need you to <laughs> be objective. So. Who outside of the Finstock exchange were you impressed with? There were there were uh, 35 other competitors. I'm sir. always I'm always impressed by Bibbs. I'm always impressed by Bibbs. Okay. Like uh, that's his event, bro. That's his event. And I was cheering for him, to be honest with you. I wanted him to still be in the ring when I came in the ring. Uh, and I was cheering for him big time, big time. So I was uh, very happy to see him do well again. Um, who I, and I was trying to cheer for some of the rooks, but they got knocked out so quick. It was some of them, not all of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, what about you? What Who impressed you when you were watching this thing? I mean, I agree. I call. I don't even call it the free for all anymore. I call it the bibs for all. Like it's literally like <laughs> it's literally bibs will sit, will stand at a table. Yeah. How long can you stay? It's it's uh, what was that show? Win Ben Stein's money or beat the geniuses yeah. or whatever it is. Geniuses. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Are you smarter than bibs? That's essentially what yeah. this this has become at this point. So yeah. obviously that. Um, but I was uh, obviously I, I would give the same props to Griffin Newman, uh, yeah. Griffy Nooms for sure. Okay, thank you. Um, I am I was impressed by Jacob Blunden. I was impressed by Hoik yet again. Oh Hoik, yes. Hoik, Hoik is the man, and he and he came through and sh- and showed that. Now, if we are gonna play this bias game, I would say that the person that I'm most impressed by from Swag um, would actually be Jen Kemp, and it's wow. mainly because I don't think anybody was expecting that from her. I yeah. was. And our faction was, right. but to literally see her come in and make people go, God damn, Jen Kemp. Like that, that to me was the moment that I look at our faction apart from everything uh, else that was going on in the free for all. Yeah, I think another part of this is Bateman. I mean, you know, Bateman has really kind of, you know, worked hard to turn around his record from when he first mm-hmm. started for a few years. And he's kind of done well. He's a gentleman that takes for all the for all the crap I give him as the outlaw. Oh, objectively, as John Roca, he has worked really yeah. hard to be a a player in this game, ladies and gentlemen. And so he showed up. Yeah, it was a contra. I would have not given him the answer. I would not have given him the point. I get, I get the controversy, but that's why we did the benefit of the doubt rule. And we'll see, because that's a very strong decision. I'm not going to give away anything. Just know that something controversial happens around Ben, uh, and you can feel one way or another about it. But I hope there's a consistency in that going forward for the rest of the season when a situation like that pops up in a match. And I wonder in a championship match how it'll be ruled. But that being said, he showed up and no showed up. Comment. Yep, no comment. No yep. comment. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I also say, Oyama, who I've grown to really love as a person and enjoy as a player, um, I think he he showed up like a junkyard dog ready to win. And it was great to watch him play overall. So, you know, you're going to be impressed by a lot of people who showed up ready to win and gave up, uh, showed up and showed out in the uh in the in the uh, match or in the free for all, so there you go. Uh, all right, that's enough of that. Let's move on. What's next? One five six simple says, "Hey John, love. It's not the drip. Let's move on. Let's go." Uh, hey John, I saw your review on the Falcon and Winter Soldier on Saturday. It was awesome. Oh yeah, I agree with you. John Walker's wife needs more lines. I feel bad for her, and I am excited for West Side Story. Let's go. That's my overall point. Is like her husband has PTSD. She's there at 3 a.m. when he's seeing other people in the room that aren't there, when he's sweating, when he's crying, when he's yelling. 
it's his wife. So I wanted to see more of that relationship. So hopefully going forward, we will get that down the road. Plus that actress is a damn good actress. So, all right. See that guy over there says, hello, SEN crew. I skipped the Oscars because I was too busy doing a Mortal Kombat double feature. I thought the new one had a shaky story, but I liked it a lot. But congrats to the winners. And with Chloe Zhao winning, I'm more excited for the Eternals. Yeah. What do you think there, Steph? Uh, Eternals, Chloe Zhao. Talk to me. Really? Okay. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I've been excited about it, the Eternals, but it's obviously more exciting that more people will know who her name is in general and know that she... Because I do think we're the generation where directors are way more known, um, sometimes more than the actors playing the movie, or at least we're more... Uh, people are more excited to see movies when they know a certain director is in that with in that role. So I, I'm just excited that people will know who she is and probably be more inclined to see this film. Okay. Yep. I agree. I agree. What about you, Winston? I mean, that's exactly what what producers and studios do. Academy Award winner close out. That's exactly yeah. what they're gonna fucking do. Like they they you know if if uh, I don't wanna I don't wanna. Be the Dea Kaluuya gets gets re you know there's they do a Wakanda show and you know he's back and out of jail and they've forgiven him they might be, you know Academy Award winner Daniel Kaluuya like you know what I'm saying that's so of course Marvel is excited about yeah. this and it's only gonna add Steez to the Eternals but hopefully it does make people that had no idea who she was before this get excited about her now and what Eternals is gonna be. Uh, you know what I'm excited about? I'm excited about protecting my identity. Have you ever browsed in incognito mode? It's probably not as incognito as you think, ladies and gentlemen. And why would it be? Incognito mode, like the Chrome browser itself, is a Google product. And Google has made its fortune by tracking your movements online. There's even a $5 billion class action lawsuit against the company in California where it's accused of secretly collecting user data. Google's defense, incognito, does not mean invisible. So how do you actually make yourself as visible as possible online? Express VPN. Turns out that even in incognito mode, your online activity still gets tracked and data brokers still get to buy and sell your data. I'm sure a lot of you who are listening or watching us right now do get concerned about how your data is being used by these companies. So please take a look at ExpressVPN here. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, your connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and your IP address is masked. Every time you connect to ExpressVPN, you get a random IP address shared by many other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it harder for third parties to identify you or harvest your data. I've seen the matrix. I don't like to be harvested as a human being. Best of all, ExpressVPN is super easy to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop, or smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button for instant protection. So if you really want to go incognito and protect your privacy, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN. Visit expressvpn.com SEN and get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash S-E-N, expressvpn.com slash S-E-N. Go and do it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, all right, Alex, let's move on. What's our next thing? All right, let's move on to Dagan. Who is this Oscar guy everyone is mad about? The only <laughs> thing I cared about last night was Kenny Omega winning the Impact slash TNA title as AAA and AEW champ. Huge moment for wrestling. Roka, I highly recommend checking out that match when you get a chance. I shall, Dagan. Thank you very much. All right, all next right, one next from, from Popcorn. Popcorn. Shout, out Shout out to all, to all the Asian, Asian women, women that, that, that won. won. 
I'm getting a little bit of an echo. Me too. All right. Um, cool. Popcorn says, shout out to all the Asian women. Someone's speaker is on, is what they said. All right, fixed. All right, let's go. Popcorn says, shout out to all the Asian women that won. Chloe, Yo Jung Yoon, and her. Her is half Filipino. Do y'all feel the real injustice was moving Daniel to supporting? If Chadwick wasn't the actual sure win, why move him? I think that Fair was point. the plan. I, th- I think that was part of it, is that they thought Chadwick was the sure win. Um, I think him and Lakeith both had starring roles, in a sense, uh, split that role uh, pretty well. So I think if I—this is all observation, though, and a guess, but they probably thought Chadwick Boseman was going to get the win and had a higher chance of winning supporting actor. And it made kind of sense because it was a split lead role, I do think, with uh, Black Ju- uh, with Judas and Black Messiah. Agreed. Definitely okay. thought you were gonna say Black Judas and the Black Messiah. And I was gonna be like, like Black, <laughs> like Black Falcon out here. Nah, that's Captain America. <laughs> no, yeah, Black Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one from Anthony Persak. Just wanted to say thank you all. Thank you for all of your individual and collective content you all provide. Mm-hmm. Special shout out to Steph who was killing it in the FCL and post match interviews. Much love to all. Appreciate you, fam. Thank you. Yeah. We're live again tomorrow, 3 p.m. PT at the Schmodown Twitch. We have Kaylin Corrigan versus James Shimo, and then David Jindalin, Jindoyan. I think he's Armenian uh, with Sunny Mike Olson. So that will be a really fun show tomorrow, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. PT at the Twitch channel. Come check it out. Check that out. All right, Pac-Man Dwayne says, hey, guys, just showing y'all some love and tell y'all I'm still alive. I've been battling kidney stones, so that's why I've been quiet, yes. quiet for a minute. Not going this bitch hurt, but I still watch every day. Keep doing y'all's thing. Well, we're glad you're feeling better and you're staying alive, brother, man. Absolutely. Thank you so much for checking back in, honestly. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, where are we at next? Marvel Man Mike says, bear with me. Maybe this is a stupid idea, but here it goes. Mandatory screenings of nominated films for Academy of Voter- Academy voters. Don't attend, you don't get a vote. That way you're at least accountable for knowing that voters have actually seen everything. Just an idea. Thoughts? Yeah. yeah. I, I do think that I would like to know. I belie- like to believe that everyone watches every single film nominated. But it would yeah. be nice if there was, and maybe there is a way to really know if everybody voting saw every film. Yeah, there's there's a way there's a way to do it. You could you could do like once we're comfortable going to theaters again, if they're going to those in person screenings, yeah, then you could do that. The other way you could do it technically <laughs> would be like if it's if it is all digital, the screeners they're sending, it can tell you when just like you get when you watch like Netflix and then you come yeah. back, it shows you like where your progress bar was and if you or it even says watched or whatever. It can do yeah. the same thing if you have like some sort of screening account to be like oh watched it. And then you would right. at least know that, like you, you wouldn't be able to vote uh, until you've seen all in the said category. I think yeah. that that would be fair. Mm-hmm. That would work absolutely. Or they can uh, partner with Letterboxd, and then uh, just <laughs> I know, that's them. also that's a, that's a solid that's a solid it's true. Yo. Hey, yeah, check out my Letterbox uh, Letterbox.com/slash Alex Marzona. Next one from <laughs> Ultimate Fights. Winston's hair has defeated a German brush, Ben Goddard's hair, and a riding lawnmower. Will it ever be hey. defeated? 
Who would win in a fight? Winston A. Marshall's glorious hair or Manscaped's new robot ball trimmers for arms and a nose trimmer for a head? Are they sponsoring us right now? Because if they're not, then I'll say Winston's hair wins. But if they're sponsoring How us, Manscaped wins. dare you? If they're sponsoring us, you are not taking my glorious locks, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I've got to say, Winston's hair, I think, takes a win for every sort of award that Spirit he's up Fingers against. Spirit Fingers donated because... $20. Yu Nyu Jung wins an Oscar first South Korean actress too and the media asks what does Brad Pitt smell like? Really? I loved the interaction between both just weird thing to ask. Mm. I thought, did you guys see this? Which is what? So you know when they, they like leave the stage and then they have yeah. those post interviews? Someone asked her like, oh, I got you... This is your first award, must be so exciting, and you obviously had that interaction with Brad Pitt, so I gotta ask, how are you feeling, and what did Brad Pitt smell like? And first of all, when there's... First of all, if English was her first language, that's a bizarre question to ask sure. a first Korean woman to win in this, in this category. Uh, second of all, because there is a language barrier, as a reporter, you should know what you're asking could be interpreted way different. And I know... Um, Korean culture is different than Japanese culture, but we don't like talk about things like that really. <laughs> like we're not like fantasizing yeah. and like fangirling, especially like an older um, Korean woman, which like, there's just like a, a hierarchy of respect that you give in Asian culture. And her response was, "I'm not a dog. I didn't smell him." <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> which is exactly That's a the perfect truth. response. Well, yeah. just the, the one question I asked, because I'm trying to remember her speech, she obviously was fangirling about Brad Pitt yeah. while yeah. giving her speech, but she didn't say anything about, like, I wonder what he smells like, right? This was no, something no. someone made no, up. No. Then, no. in which case, if the question had been, yo, so how was it? How was Brad? Was, did it, did, <laughs> was he everything you dreamed of? That would be funny because she was yeah. like, I just wanted to meet him. I can't believe you up here, but you're not here. Then that's fine. But to be like, what do you smell like? That's some creepy ass shit. Who the really, fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I agree. There's a good way to play to the fact that obviously she felt a type of way Brad, about Brad Pitt, like most people do. But right. the smell thing was bizarre. And I don't think she meant any harm by it. You just have to be careful now. Also, but also like all of us have worked for outlets and have done these freelance red carpet things. And it's the producers most of the time or the owners of the outlet yeah. who are being like, ask them this, ask them yeah. this, ask them that. Try it. So we don't necessarily need to blame the first, the person right off the bat just yet. Like find out if it was a producer who was telling her to ask that nutty shit. We've all been told to ask nutty shit at the beginning or, you know, whenever we're doing these red carpets. So, so you know, Roga, yeah, yeah, what yeah. you're, what you're getting at is <laughs> between, between how the show ended and how, who wrote this question yeah. Fuck producers. That's what you're saying. Right? I'm not Fuck saying. I'm not, no, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm that. Just, I'm just saying. Like Alex is right there, and if he wanted to end you, he could. Yeah. He could. He could. But then he knows I know where he okay. lives, and he would just be. <laughs> Do you, does he know where you live, Alex? Oh, he knows I'll find oh. out. Oh, yeah, he'll probably find out. So <laughs> you ever see those? Like, you ever see those old? Like, I don't have ExpressVPN, so they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, oh, you ever see those? Um, he, yeah. he would find out if he wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> it's, true. it's true. I would just drive through LA. Alex! Alex! That's, actually, that's actually one of the bonus side effects of uh, Blue Chew. All of a sudden, <laughs> you're, all of a sudden, your your wedding tackle has a bloodhound sense of smell. He's like, Alex is around here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I smell Marzonia. 
I smells musicals, then I smells Marzonias. Uh, listen, we have 20 minutes. Superhuman hearing. Is that is that West Side Story? Alex, <laughs> <laughs> well, we Someone play a Hamilton track. I know that it'll drag him out. I know it'll bring him out. <laughs> and suddenly I found how wonderful it sounds. Yeah, exactly. Just pull him out. Just pull him out. Just pull him out. Um, I'm not giving away my pill. I'm not giving away my pill. <laughs> Let's jump. We only have three hundred dollars. We got twenty minutes left. What the hell? Come on, get us over five hundred. Let's get to that five hundred. If two of you donate a hundred dollars each, we're over five hundred. Come on, let's do this to start off Monday well. Please, ladies and gentlemen, we're trying to get to that five hundred. We promised you seven fifty. Winston rapping as Obama. Uh, I don't know what more you want here, but we have twenty minutes. Let's go. Send them in. Send them in. Uh, all right, Alex. What's next? Next one is from Marvel Man Mike. I've been meaning to ask for a while, Roca. Did you see the TV show Penny Dreadful City of Angels last year? No. As a Latino in the U.S., I think it'll really connect. Also, minor brag that my football slash soccer team held yours to a draw during the weekend. Take care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newcastle. Congratulations to Newcastle. Enjoy it there. Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. I, I saw the original, the one that with Penny Dreadful with uh, um, was it with all those actors, Eva Green and uh, Josh Hartnett. It was really good. Timothy Dalton, but I didn't see that one yet. But I will get on it at some point. Nathan Lane in that one too. Uh, all right, come on, send in your Streamlab Super Chest. I'm gonna say it after every Streamlab now. Send in your Streamlab <laughs> Super Chest mobile, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to 500. Let's go. All right, well, that was the last Streamlab for now. We're gonna jump oh. over to Super Chats. Uh, Sam O says, Where would this rank in worst Oscars ceremony? Uh, I haven't seen, I've only seen maybe 15, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, a lot of them tend to be boring. Um, a lot of times they, they give it to movies that I could give two shits about. I don't know. I, I just, I, it literally, the only thing I can say is again, it just, it sucked the air out of the room the way it ended. But yep. that's, that's, it just, everybody's out here like, woo, 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 woo. like that's essentially how the the show ended. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jamin Johns asks, Stefan Winston, better DBZ saga, Majin Buu saga or Cell saga? Cell saga. Yeah. So, so, yes. You ner you nerfed Gohan. The, the minute you did that, I was like, nah, fuck this shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I love really. the Boo Saga, but Cell Saga. Elite. All right. Uh, Jamie John also asks, Roka, which French movement you prefer? 60s French New Wave, Breathless Purple Noon, or 80s Cinema de Look, Betty Blue, La Femme Nikita? you don't have one without the other. So you have to go with the original foundational French new wave 60 stuff because that, I mean, breathless is extraordinary. So you don't have a second wave of French films in the eighties. If you don't establish the fact that American audiences gravitated to that French cinema in the sixties. So I'd have to go to sixties. I would, I would, even though I love that stuff, the Femme Nikita, Luke Besson's the Femme Nikita is extraordinary. You, you know, people love Jean Renault in the professional. That's the same character in La Femme Nikita, and he's brutal in that film, you know? So, all right, let's keep going. All right, we got two super chats that are going after you, Roka. So let's get your, get right. your, uh, let's do it. Get your fists up. Joel Rolston at, but keep sending Roka. in your Streamlabs super chats to Schmobots. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Come yeah, on, I haven't tell, heard a thing in three Roka. minutes. Come on. All right. Tell Roka how wrong he is. <laughs> yeah. Tell us how all, uh, wrong we all are. Joel Rolston says, Roka, if you truly think the Academy cares to publicize private votes, you've lost it. Hollywood's virtue signaling is their hubris. Oh, Jesus. No, it isn't. Cut it out. 
And you're virtue signaling yourself by saying that. Oh, shit. Sarcasm. Hypocrisy. Keep going. Keep going. Next. IDIC Warrior Reed says, are you not opening up, opening people up for doxing by crazy people who vote for people like Hopkins if you make it public? For doxing? What? Like meaning, if people found meaning, out they voted for Hopkins, right. they would bully him. I mean, bully them. I guess I guess that's a possibility. I suppose you can't remove that uh, from the equation, but I also think like we know who these these if these writers and reviewers for these websites and these uh, uh, magazines want all the plaudits that come with being a reviewer and all the you know love that comes with being a reviewer. By the same token, there's another side of that, and there ha and I think if you I think you have to let people know who you voted for. I think there would be a way to explore it. Um, and it's a way people to, uh, for people to understand what you look for when you're voting for something. Uh, doxing is a possibility with anything. It's not like these voters are secretive in terms of their names or where they work for, who they work for. So you already know who these people are. It's just a matter of like what they voted for is a different situation. You can always, how can I say, you can, like I say, you can always find out who these people are. That's all. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. All right, and that was our last Streamlab slash Super okay. Chat for now. Okay. So thank you what very much got? for sending it in. Yeah, thank you all so much. Come on, send in Streamlab Super Chat. Schmobots, we're 15 minutes away from the end of the show. Get us over 500. Two of you. Come on, Tito. I know you're out there. What do you need, brother? What do you need? Let's get the 500. Um, all right, do we have any more news items? Anything going on, Alex? Um, let's see. Give me one second and I can pull something up for you and tell you what's yeah. going on. Including this, that apparently the Continental spin, uh, series spinoff of the John Wick franchise will be a prequel and focus on Ian McShane's Winston character, the owner of the famed hotel of for the assassins, uh, the Continental. Uh, in a in addition, the series will adopt a format unusual for the U.S. but fairly common in the U.K. on shows like Sherlock. Namely, it'll run for three 90-minute episodes, each one revolving oh. around a specific event. Okay. Roku, what do you think about this approach for the John Wick se uh, series spinoff, The Continental? Uh, I've talked enough. Let's turn it to Steph. Steph, what do you think about this idea? Do you like the John Wick series? Do you like this uh, going this route? Yeah, I do. I'm not as a diehard John Wick series fan, but I yep. definitely enjoy every single installment, especially the most recent one. So I, I, I think it's ex an exciting route to take for sure. Um, I would be more curious for someone to hear someone's opinion who really loves John Wick. I, I don't know if they need any more, but who's to say? I, people seem to love more and more of the same <laughs> property. <laughs> Winston, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I love me some goddamn John Wick. Um, so I'm here for it. Uh, and, I mean, Winston was a lot of fun uh, as a character. So I think that's a good starting point for sure. Plus, I mean, it's a great name. Yeah. <laughs> Winston on Winston. You Maybe you can host that. <laughs> Winston on Winston. Let's put it out there. <laughs> I just don't want to throw it out in the universe. <laughs> Uh, I like the idea of doing it this way. I and mean, I think we're seeing more and more uh, uh, series going down to shorter and shorter amounts of episodes. You know, it, was, it wasn't that long ago where 24, 26 episodes was the standard. Now, with what happened with Netflix and Marvel, kind of opened the door to the possibility of 13 episodes, then now to 10, now six with Falcon and Winter Soldier. So this idea of adopting the British approach to things was three 
hour and a half episodes or something like that, like Luther is, I think is the natural progression of things. And you can still tell a fantastic story, you know? So I, I, I like the idea of them doing it this way. Plus, if it's, a, if it's based on a kind of a European uh, sensibility in terms of the, uh, the hotel itself, then why not have a European approach to creating the series? Makes sense. I didn't know that was a European thing, mm. the shorter episodes per season. Oh, yeah. I mean, less episodes per season. Yeah, I love it. I mean, in terms of just allocating your budget wisely and really focusing on a few episodes that are longer. And yeah. then and just for being in a writer's room, if you've ever been one, you can in one, you can just close out so many like loose ends when there's less episodes to work with. Like if you're only working with a few, you can really tie everything together, I think, stronger. So I like I like that we're moving in that direction. And also just for us as consumers, mm. I can't do 20 episode seasons anymore of any show if I'm covering them. Yeah, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Right. Unless you do it a weekly review, it's almost impossible uh for sure. I just finished um Made for Love last night on HBO, HBO Max, the one with Christine Milioti. Eight episodes fantastic perfect mm. i don't know what more you could have added to what i saw so to me i'm loving this uh, approach to things and you're right steph we don't have the time anymore because there's so much content so much original content on these channels and streaming services nobody can do it uh anymore at that level uh, like it was in the past so yeah and and just to let you know, yeah, in Europe, pretty much, unless you're talking about like the soap operas, like EastEnders or Casualty or in Australia, Home and Away, those are uh, pretty much every series is like three to six episodes. Uh, and they stop after three or four seasons. They don't keep going for like 20 seasons huh. most of the time. Yeah. So you've got most of the prestige TV does not do that. So it's an interesting approach to things for sure. Um, like all right. That. What do we got next, Alex? All right, we got some streamlabs that just came in from Kirby French saying, shamelessly stealing a joke from the Lady Outlaw that I know Roka loved from the stereo review of Thor The Dark World. What do you call the collector's what weird Stanley connection Gucci of... Stanley donated $20. Nothing to Thank say you, besides Gucci. great show today. Great panel, great vibes. Thank you, Gooch. Thank, Thank you. you. Gucci. Uh, what do you call the collector's wired connection of computers? Oh, God. The she, Ethernet. She called it the Ethernet. Oh, my God. It was I terrible. love Lady Outlaw <laughs> from afar. Uh, like I haven't met, I I think we've met once in passing, but she yeah. seems like such an awesome person. She and she takes no prisoners, and she has no problem giving Sounds her actual like a opinion. relationship made in Roca Heaven. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. We ball bust all the time. I love it. Uh, and she Not calls me out. Gentlemen. Yeah, Those Malcolm are the best relationships when you can yes. joke around with each other and call each other out and not get offended when there's yeah. not like sensitivity with that. And then you can really just have fun. I wish that for you, Steph, unless you're in one now. I wish that. No, no, no. Wow. I have a few boyfriends, but nothing serious. <laughs> oh, my God, Steph. Oh, my God. <laughs> always, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always good to have a few around until you're ready. But I'm openly communicating with everyone. Don't worry. But, I'm not a whore or an asshole. Um, but, yeah, you got to collect and select. in a relationship, I'm not going to be like, this is the one. <laughs> no, but the one will show up. And when it does, you're going to be knocked on your ass. And you know that. That's yeah. why you're playing. You're playing. Someone, <laughs> someone hasn't shown up yet, but someone will. Uh, my, gran was my grandpa always said, collect and select. So there you go. 
Yeah, I have a Costco card right now. I'm trying to <laughs> biggest bang for my buck as I walk down these single streets. <laughs> Girl, I've already, I've already, I've already told you. I've already told you that. that and I've, I put this out to Roxy too. Obviously, Darina, she good. If either of y'all yeah. do end up looking for somebody, I, I will, I will play matchmaker. I will wingman. I got you covered. But it does okay. sound like between the Costco card and the, and the stable, you're fine. Winston, <laughs> I love that. In because um, in July, I call it the emancipation of Steph Sabra. That will be my <laughs> okay. two year okay. anniversary, and it's been two extremely wonderful years of growth and learning. So I would say probably in the next year, maybe I'll hit you up, but not <laughs> right. Let me know. Let me know. The I got you covered, girl. Steps abroad. Emancipation to steps abroad. <laughs> Fucking love it. All right. Um, all right. Look, ladies and gentlemen, let's send it in. Come on. We got like six minutes left in the show. Let's get to 500. Come on. We're at 330 right now, 340 right now. Send it in. Please. Streamlabs yeah. Super to you. Come on. Steph. Kirby French also says, speaking of stereo, any word on if the SEN after show is going to continue at some point? Uh, yes. Brett and I have been talking. Kate and Brett and I have been talking. So something will be announced at some point down the road uh, with, I think, multiple people involved. So just letting you know that. So stuff's in the motion. Just letting you know. Cool. And that was all for now. Malcolm, I know yep. Malcolm shared something in the chat. Malcolm, you want to sure. explain sure. yourself, Malcolm? Oh yeah, so I I I after watching Thor 2, I completely changed my opinion on that movie. I think it's way better than the first one. Woo! I actually wow. enjoyed it yeah. so much more than the first Thor. I think the first Thor has a good first what like 20 minutes and a good last 10 minutes and everything else I wasn't really there for. But uh, uh, Thor two, I liked all the fan I liked the Star Wars flying dog fights. The uh, fight at the end where they're teleporting to all the different worlds is super neat. So yeah, I mean it's not top tier Marvel movie by by any account, but I don't think it's bottom tier anymore. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think it's great. To <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's great to go back. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna head out. Have <laughs> <laughs> it's and he's out. Uh, I love it. Wait, what? Oh, he's here. Steph was upset for a minute. She was like, what the... You know how gullible I am? This is why when Christian pranked me, it's not like my whole body goes into fire and fire. Where did Christian go? Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. The lady outlaw liked it. She liked Thor, too. She thought that uh, uh, Thor and you know uh, Jane Foster had more chemistry than in the first movie. So, yeah. Bro, okay, then what I need yeah. you to do, I need I need Lady Outlaw, I need her to call Kristen, my girlfriend, because I've been, she's, we've been on our own MCU watch and we've been stuck on Thor the Dark World for three months. She refuses to watch it. And it's my own fault because I was shit talking it and she was like, then I don't want to fucking see it. I was like, wait, it's not that bad. We have to. Like, there's moments she's like, I don't care. I don't want to. And multiple people try to be like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. So I need you to have Lady Outlaw call her and be like, okay. I'm, wa I'm watching it too. 
just right. it's fine. You'll enjoy it. Loki is hilarious. Yes, really touching family moments. Yes, at one point, Cat Denning goes meow meow, which is to me the best part of the film. The rest of the film is garbage. Yes. But <laughs> but but yeah. maybe Malcolm, Malcolm, if you want to call us somebody, please, because <laughs> we're not gonna finish if we don't get through this movie. <laughs> I, I think the convincing point is that once you make it through Thor Dark World, then you get to watch Captain America 2, which, yeah. which is <laughs> that is a good movie. Yeah. Wow, that's a good Yes, maybe the best, uh, aside from Infinity War and Endgame, maybe the best MCU film for me. Definitely for sure. top. Um, top five. For so wait a minute, you, you went for the white man and not the black man in Chadwick mm -hmm. Boseman? That's mm -hmm. what you're saying is the best MCU film? See? You know what? That's fine. Yeah. I'm gonna have to head out. All right. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big Come Anthony Hopkins. Fan. Don't do this to us. We stand with the Dora Milaje. Winston, you I'm a closet. You stand with Dora Milaje. <laughs> I'm a closet Anthony Hopkins fan, Wilson. I don't. I mean, Winston, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, you... He's been pulling this over on us the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> uh no uh yeah so yeah there you go uh, but no she uh, the way we got into it is because uh, she didn't like that i wasn't putting away dishes in the dishwasher so this was the exchange so now i have to consistently put away dishes in the dishwasher it, that maintains her doing the mcu rewatch so there might be something that Kristen wow, wants you to do winston do you promise to do it if she watches Thor: The Dark nah, World? Nah, man. Nah, man. I, I'm, 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 I'm what you call whipped. I'm simped. I, I, whatever you want to call it. Like I do what I got to do when I got to do it, and Up show my love and flowers when it's That's supposed fair. to happen. So I don't know if I have much negotiating power in that regard, sir. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Just to acts go. of service, baby. It's the way to go. Some. Yeah. Uh, with the Malcolm, that was such a good silent comment for you to come in with. Wow, Malcolm only says a few things each show, but they're all pretty decent. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, good. thank you. <laughs> they're not like great. They're not bad, but they're just decent. pretty <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? No, Malcolm's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> You're pretty, that's it's, like when guys, you come out, you look so hot, you spent four hours get or two hours getting ready, and you're like, babe, how do I look? And they're like, you look fine. Not like, you look fine, <laughs> but like, the, you look fine, babe, let's go. It's like, what? Probably the, 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 the favorite thing that I do that Kristen is like, yeah, I'm going to really appreciate this for the rest of life, is like, yeah. literally every time she gets naked, I go, God. Damn, but she's like, yeah, that never gets old. Learn your partner's love language and yeah. learn your love language. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It works. Yeah. Steph, I think I see the problem with the guys you've chosen. No guy should be taking two hours to get ready. I'm just putting that out there. I'm just putting that out there. Oh, yeah. They sometimes do. No, no, but this was all. I feel like I've heard this from so many women where they're like, they hear like, the you look fine. And it's like the oh, last yeah. thing you want to hear. Yeah. You gotta tell a woman she looks beautiful every yeah. single time. Yeah. Anyway. Know your shit, fools. Yeah. I got, um, I got two right. more. Real you quick. got two Alex more? Marzoni had donated. We did. We didn't said, make uh, it to 500. My heart is broken, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna get so much shit for this. All right, go ahead, Alex. <laughs> Alex Marzoni donated. What the fuck, Winston? Alex Marshall, you wingman it up for the ladies, but not for your boy. 
Oh. Who, who, who sent that in? Alex Marzoni. You sent that in? Did you ask? I, I sent that in. I was like, <laughs> like, like, I look, here was the thing. I didn't think you needed it. You out here in this motherfucker singing songs, getting panties wet, getting dicks hard. Like, I thought you were fine. I didn't know that you needed If you need a wingman, you tell me what you need, sir. I, I'll be right there. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll Let's hit you up. First. He's going to text you right now. <laughs> dangerously close. Right, uh, last one. Matthew Frey asks, Winston, what are your thoughts on the Demon Slayer movie's performance at the box office? Beat his ass! On God! On God! <laughs> no, I, I, that, that, I mean, it's dope. I'm, I'm happy for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there. I don't think we can end it in any better way than that. All right, thank you, everybody, for watching. This episode of SCN Live on this Monday morning uh, or afternoon or evening, as I said, whenever you're watching or listening to us, really appreciate it madly. Uh, it was a blast to, to talk about this. Hope we didn't uh, offend any of y'all. You know, fun conversations about hard topics. Go That's how we are. Multiple donated twenty dollars. Thank you. All Purple right, thank gold. you very much, Purple go. Gold. Appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate it madly. All of you taking the time to send in your Streamlabs Super Chat Smobats, being uh, really uh, hyped up in the chat. It's always fun to have multiple points of views uh, on a subject, and I hope we uh, we covered what you felt about it uh, with whoever was speaking. So there you go. Uh, uh, thanks uh, always to Steph Sabra. Thanks to uh, Winston A. Marshall. Thanks to Alex Marzonia. Thanks to Malcolm Schweitzer. Thanks to Christian Harloff for letting me host today. And thanks to all of you for joining us for this episode of SEN Live. We love you madly. Take care of yourselves. Do something really Hey, if you love SEN Live, then check out Dan Merle's podcast, All My Movies, where each episode he pulls a movie from his personal collection off the shelf for a deep dive into the stories behind how it was made and what these movies mean to Dan and film lovers everywhere. It's Wednesdays, 4 p.m. PST. Peace.